It's the Great Lakes State. You're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. Welcome to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. My name is Tony Cuthbert. Quick look at the news across the state of Michigan and around the world. We did have a record-breaking Black Friday, and it's in the books. Small Business Saturday in the rearview mirror, and now it's Cyber Monday. And some major retailers are rolling out deep discounts. That includes, well, of course, Meyer, Amazon, Target, maybe some other spots that you like. Analysts are expecting Cyber Monday to be the biggest online shopping day of the year with over $11 billion in sales. Toys and electronics are among the hottest sellers as the holiday shopping season kicks into high gear. According to Adobe Analytics, gaming consoles, drones, Apple MacBooks, and toys like Fortnite, Roblox, and Disney Encanto are in heavy demand. Consumers spent a record $9.1 billion for online shopping during Black Friday. Adobe did note that many shoppers are taking advantage of flexible payment plans as they cope with high prices and inflation. Overall, online sales were up more than 2% compared to the day after Thanksgiving last year. And maybe to pay for some of that, Mega Millions. Well, that jackpot continues to climb as no one picked all six numbers in Saturday night's drawing. That means Tuesday's jackpot in the multi-state lottery game will be worth at least $305 million, and you can get those tickets at michiganlottery.com or your local retailer. Michigan's average gas price is down 17 cents in the past week to $3.64 a gallon. AAA Michigan says Jackson's 380 is the highest, while Metro Detroit's 346 is the lowest price in the state. A 15-gallon fill-up now costs on average $54.00. Price is 35 cents less than last month and 32 cents higher than last year. $1 million is being donated to food pantries in the Midwest from Meyer. The Walker-based chain will give pantries along Lake Michigan and also throughout the state and the Grand Rapids area. Over $100,000 in pantries in Kalamazoo and Battle Creek will receive over $30,000 More than 250 pantries in total will be given money from Meyer. Michigan's boom in sales tax revenues are expected to slow, according to economists. This is all from the University of Michigan economics forecaster Gabriel Ehrlich. Says that he believes the combined revenues for the general fund and school aid fund to drop about $2 billion in fiscal year 2023. The drop is about 6.1%. Federal government gave stimulus checks to Michigan residents in 2020, 2021. And of course, that was all due to the pandemic. Another item here in the state capitol, cocktails to go would become a permanent thing in the uh, in Michigan restaurants and bars. If a bill that has passed the state Senate wins House approval and is signed by Governor Whitmer, 
The bill is before the House Committee on Regulatory Reform after recently passing the Senate. and It would end the uh, December 31, 2025 expiration of the current law. 18 states and Washington, D.C. allow cocktails to be sold in to-go containers. What did you do over the weekend? Maybe you went to a Christmas tree farm, and they are now open and prepared for families to cut down their trees for the year or select one of those pre-cut items that you can get at pretty much all of them. And in Ottawa County's Talmadge Township, Vormatog Tree Farms, Derek Vormatog says increased prices for fertilizer have raised the price of a tree around $5. Normal. Um, the weather has uh, impacted a little bit with the rain and the snow, but um, the, the, our business has been what we expected. He says they will be open every day until the last Christmas tree has been claimed and says they have customers who always pick their Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Derek says they will be right open up until the last minute. We'll have people all the way through Christmas, um, you know, people on Christmas Eve, that that's their family tradition the day before to get their tree, spend Christmas Eve decorating it and ready for, uh, for Christmas Day. Staying in the west side of the state, the Grand Rapids Safe Task Force will Take pitches to reduce gun violence on Wednesday evening. Task Force co-chair and second ward commissioner Melinda Yusasi says people are committing crimes at younger ages. We needed to work with those that are um, engaging these programs, creating these programs, and say, you know, how, how much younger are you going or where is that intervention starting? And so this is based upon what we're seeing in our city. There are 17 nonprofits and other city residents that will present their ideas and the task force plans to focus on preventing people between the ages of 12 and 24 from getting involved. Five winners will be given $10,000 to try to turn their idea into reality next spring and summer. And the meeting will start at 6 p.m. at the Grand Rapids Center for Community Transformation. That's on Madison Avenue Southeast. And Yasasi says they want ideas from nonprofits for curbing that violence. It makes much more financial sense for city as a state and really as a country to focus on that early intervention because we will end up paying for the lack of investment in the long run. Swinging it over to the nation's capital and a little recap of the Sunday talkers was Governor Asa Hutchinson, who says more of the GOP will raise their voices and help push the party beyond the Trump era. It is the right thing to do, and it is, to me, predictable that and what we need. He was appearing on CNN's State of the Union. The Arkansas Republican described those willing to take a stand as uh, the voices of reality. And his prediction comes as the former president faces criticism for dining with known white supremacist Nick Fuentes and rapper Kanye West, who recently come under fire for his anti-Semitic comments. And it was Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson saying, meeting with those supremacists, it's dangerous. It's very troubling, and it shouldn't happen, and uh, we need to avoid uh, those kinds of empowering the extremes. And the governor said that some are willing to take a stand. We need more of those voices, not fewer, and I expect those voices to increase. This is Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. Tony Cuthbert with you on this Monday morning. As we know, on Saturday the undefeated Michigan Wolverines remain just that as they defeated Ohio State. Final on that game, 45-23 to in Columbus. 
And if we look at the uh, coaches poll at the moment, Michigan is second, uh, Georgia at number one. And then we uh, have TCU at third, Southern California now ranked fourth. Ohio State fell from second to fifth. Michigan State, ah, they just couldn't get it at the end of the game in Happy Valley as they also fell to Penn State. And whether or not they will make a bowl game, we will have to wait and see on all of that as things will become crystallized in terms of where each team will go on Saturday after, well, let's say Sunday, actually, after Saturday's conference championship games, including Michigan versus Purdue lucas oil stadium in indianapolis this is michigan's big show starring michael patrick shields traverse city is more than a place it's a destination and for many it's a dream but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day just a car ride away Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Remembering Irene Cara, the Oscar-winning performer died last week in Miami at the age of 63. She's best known for her role as Coco Hernandez in the 1980 movie musical Fame. Actress and dancer Debbie Allen, who starred in the TV version of Fame and had a smaller role in the film as well, tweeted, Cara was such a gifted and beautiful genius. Her talent and her music will live forever. Jennifer Beals posted on social media and took a beautiful dreamer to write and perform the soundtracks for those who dare to dream. Beals started the 1983 movie Flashdance. Cara won a Best Original Song Oscar and a Grammy for co-writing. 
movie's theme song. Jay Leno is back on the stand-up comedy stage after suffering second and third degree burns in that garage fire. He was poking fun at himself on the way to the comedy and magic club in Hermosa Beach, California Sunday night. Got two shows tonight, regular and extra crispy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Never thought of myself as a roast comic. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Good night. Leno performed to a packed house about two weeks after being badly burned while working on one of its vintage cars. 72-year-old suffered burns to his face, chest, and hands on November 12th. He was hospitalized at the Grossman Burn Center for 10 days and underwent two surgeries. It's snowing! Oh my gosh, it's snowing! Dolly Parton's new Christmas special airs on Thursday. Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas will be available via NBC and Peacock. It's set in the country music icon's Dollywood theme park. That's entertainment. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Good morning, it's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. And uh, we take the work seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously around here. It's radio performance and a spoonful of sugar with the medicine. Uh, we, we know that your life is, is varied and broad, and so you maybe come here for a little adrenaline spike when it comes to politics. Maybe you come here for company. Maybe you come here to calm down a little bit on your way to the office. Maybe you slept in and now you're listening on podcasting or streaming. Maybe you know you've got a friend here and you can share things with. And we enjoy hearing from you at mibigshow.com. We read everything you send, whether it's through Facebook or text or email or Twitter or whatever it is. And bring a friend next time. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. We try to keep things in the middle. And medias.virtus. Welcome to the program. Uh, I was uh, a big fan of radio since I was a little kid, listening to Larry King on Overnight, listening to J.P. McCarthy, listening to Dick Purton, those Detroit superstars. I listened to even Bruce Williams on TalkNet, if you remember that guy. He used to give financial advice. And radio to me was fascinating, and it still is. And I love it, and I cherish it. And George Carlin, when he was starting out, the late comedian, that's what he loved. And his mother bought him a tape recorder. When he was a little kid, one of those, like I had a little deck that you put the cassette in. And sometimes if you got fancy, you had a little microphone that stuck out of it. But mostly it was just a battery operated deck. I remember going to the appliance store. Does anybody remember that? And getting one of those. And George Carlin always knew that when you're going to present, whether it's on radio or television or on a stage, there has to be some, oh, Magic and science to it all. Don't forget what we do is oratory. It's rhetoric. It's not just comedy. It's a form of rhetoric. And, and with rhetoric, you, you, look and you listen for rhythms. You, you look for ways to sing at the same time you're talking. And to go... And it's just natural. Yeah, it's writing out loud and storytelling out loud. And uh, in the era of podcasting, when everybody has a podcast, you got to remember that I think there needs to be some presentation. Oh, we all want to hear what you think, <laughs> but do we really? And is it the singer or the song? Is it the topic you're interested in, politics, or do you like hearing the person presenting it? I find that interesting. I also find it interesting that some of these big famous shows now, they have after shows 
where they present the program, like real time, let's say, with Bill Maher, then after they sit around and BS. And some people like the BS maybe more than the real show. Uh, Bill Maher was uh, sitting with Chevy Chase on one of his online shows. And they apparently they go to Bill Maher's house in Hollywood and they sit around and talk. And Chevy Chase was sitting there. And the subject of Michigan's president, Gerald Ford, came up. Of every, all the things, if you have time to ruminate, I guess something like that can come up. And it did. Every time I see him fall, like he the, off the bike, he did one on the steps. Of, Joe? Joe he, Biden. He took a fall off the bike. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, also, walking up the very steep steps to Air Force One. Yes. It's like he's doing your act. I mean, it's almost exact. That, that one on the, watch the one on the on the Air Force One steps. It looks exactly like a cold. What, he was coming down or going, he was going he was up? He going up, and then he went down. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he, it looks exactly like a cold open from 1975, <laughs> you great. doing Gerald yeah. Ford. Uh, it's hysterical. Oh, my God, Jerry. Uh, yeah. I liked Ford I, I, in the sense that he was a nice fella and he invited us to the White House and uh, God knows why, but uh, uh, he was a good guy. He was nice. Yeah. Just a, a, a Republican ass, but yeah. beyond that. Well, I mean, that's, but look, not to get political, but that's what we have to get back to is not hating the people. Republican asses. <laughs> well, I mean, no, you can yeah. think, we all, you can think that about somebody. I think, yes, I think that about a lot of Republicans, always have, and a fair number of Democrats as well. But uh, even the ones who I think are politically, yes, asses, I, I, I've known for 30 years doing the two shows I've done, they are often some of the nicest people, like when you talk to them off stage and when it's not political and yeah. when you're having the drink in the green room. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that is what America has to get back to. Mm-hmm. And Bill Maher, who is uh, by all accounts and his own account a liberal, tries to play it pretty straight when he criticizes this side or points out things about the other side. And he wants us to get along. Gerald Ford, by the way, of course, buried in Grand Rapids at the Gerald Ford Museum where his legacy is on display. And Bill Maher, you know, I often thought if the pandemic couldn't bring us together, nothing could. And he speculated on Martians, and I totally agree. You know, the old cliche has always been that if Martians attacked, it would be the one thing that brings the whole world together. Now, I don't think it would even bring Americans together. The Martians could blow up the White House like an Independence Day, and half the country would be cheering in the streets. When they said, take us to your leader, we'd start killing each other over who that is. Giant robotic tripods could be vaporizing New Jersey, and Republicans would say, this is what happens in Biden's America. <laughs> it never happened when Trump was in office. And Democrats would point out how the death lasers were disproportionately affecting low-income communities and people of color, and AOC would tweet, stop demonizing the Martian X community. <laughs> Alex Jones would call it a false flag operation and accuse the people whose heads were melted off of being crisis actors. Marjorie Taylor Greene would criticize the Jews for not using their space lasers on the Martians. And Lindsey Graham would volunteer for the anal probe. <laughs> Bill Maher dropped a mic on that one. 
Change is big. It's solar panels and batteries powering every Michigan business. It's a smart thermostat in every home. And Consumers Energy is making it happen. If you haven't heard, they're working hard to ensure Michiganders have access to sustainable, reliable, affordable energy. And you can learn more at ConsumersEnergy.com slash energy. Michael Patrick Shields with you all across Michigan and beyond, even outer space. Measles is an imminent threat all over the world, a joint CDC and WHO report says, despite the 97% effective vaccine that's been available for decades, many children miss their measles shots during the COVID pandemic, close to 40 million children last year alone. The most common way to end a pregnancy in the U.S. is the abortion pill. Dina Kodiak with more. A new report finds 51% of abortions in 2020 happened using the pill on or before for the ninth week of pregnancy. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June, 12 states have outlawed abortion. However, banning the pill has been more difficult because it's become easier to get. Californians earned gold stars for health. Total Shape, an online fitness resource, analyzed data on key health indicators in America. The top three healthiest were California, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Reporting from Rome this morning, it's Michael Patrick Shields amidst the sea of travelers making their way back from destinations around Michigan and around the world after the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, You know, we are Michigan's big show, but uh, the world is our oyster. And so here in Rome this morning, what are people talking about? Surprisingly, one of the things they are talking about is the soccer match tomorrow in the World Cup. Europe loves the World Cup. And uh, in this case, they love America because America is playing Iran. And there's intense interest in this, needless to say, because of the political tensions between the two countries. And uh, the driver this morning for me uh, said, I hope America beats Iran. And I appreciated the sentiment very much, not only from a sporting standpoint, but it's been very sensitive. And the tensions surrounding the game because of the differences between the two countries adds extra intrigue to the World Cup. So if you're not into soccer, Tuesday is the day that you will be into soccer as America faces Iran. Iran's already tried to get America kicked out of the uh, World Cup because they posted a flag, an Iranian flag, that didn't have the proper symbols on it. And uh, supposedly the team did that to show support for the LGBTQ crowd, which of course doesn't go over big in Iran. Anyway, that's one of the world stories having to do with sports today. The other world story that seems to be of great interest is the uh, uprising in China, uh, Shanghai. In fact, we'll talk to Dan Dunn tomorrow morning on the program from Shanghai, where there are protests going on, which is very, very unusual in repressive China. What are they upset about? They're upset about the severe lockdowns over COVID-19, and they're not having it anymore. So the country where the virus was born, created, however you choose to look at it, uh, has been locking their people down extensively. And uh, they're not having it anymore, so they took to the streets and they're calling for the resignation of President Xi. And uh, interestingly, politically, why is the West so silent about that? I thought we supported freedom. Well, when it comes to China, there's money involved, so it's interesting to see who stands up politically and who doesn't at a time like this. 
Anyway, that will be featured tomorrow with Tom Watkins also uh, when I return to the microphones in the United States on Michigan's Big Show. Also, uh, there's some talk that Ohio State could still make the final four in college football. Uh, How would you feel about it if the Wolverines beat Purdue this weekend in the Big Ten Championship game and have to play Ohio State again, either in the semifinal or in the final? Would that bother you? NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The suspect in the mass shooting at a Buffalo, New York supermarket is expected to plead guilty to state charges today. That's when the teen accused of killing 10 black people in May is due in Erie County Court. Authorities say he carried out a racially motivated attack. Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick says failure is not an option when it comes to the threat of a national rail strike. Congress will not let the strike happen, that's for sure. Uh, it would be devastating to our economy, so we'll, we'll get to a resolution one way or another. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the Pennsylvania Republican explained that a strike would come with a $2 billion daily cost. He went on to describe the rail union demands as reasonable despite the gridlock. Fitzpatrick said Congress getting involved is a last resort, but that it wouldn't let the strike happen. Union leaders have set a strike deadline of December 9th if no deal is reached. Early in-person voting begins today across the entire state of Georgia. Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnick and Republican Herschel Walker are squaring off in the Senate race, which will be decided on December 6th. Several metro counties were open for voting on Saturday after a judge ruled it was okay to open polls. Some major retailers are rolling out Cyber Monday deals, including Amazon, Walmart, and Target. Brian Chang reports. After a record-breaking Black Friday with online sales topping $9 billion for the first time ever, shoppers are expected to spend even more on Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday's coming up. I'm just waiting for that. Shelling out an estimated $11.2 billion It's expected to be the biggest online shopping day of the year. The FBI is looking into an incident that forced a flight from Houston, Texas to Columbus, Ohio to be diverted Saturday. The Southwest Airlines flight ended up making an emergency landing in Little Rock, Arkansas due to an unruly passenger. There are reports one traveler had to get medical attention after being assaulted by another passenger. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Twitter CEO Elon Musk says the social media company's checkmark program may return as early as this Friday with a new procedure to verify identities. Verified checkmarks will be expanded by color with gold for companies, gray for government, and blue for individual accounts. Musk called the manual authentication process painful but necessary. It comes as the company began offering verified checkmarks for an $8 monthly subscription, something that has received criticism in the recent weeks since Musk took over. Some major retailers started rolling with Cyber Monday deals over the weekend. The group includes Amazon, Walmart, and Target. In what's expected to be the biggest online shopping day of the year, Cyber Monday comes just days after Black Friday. Adobe Analytics says a record $9.1 billion was spent online for Black Friday alone. Adobe adds that Cyber Monday is projected to grow more than 5% over last year with over $11 billion in sales. And Apple reportedly considering buying soccer giant Manchester United. England's The Daily Star reports Apple CEO Tim Cook is weighing a $7 billion bid for the team. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Patrick Shields with you a very pleasant Cyber Monday. Now we've had Black Friday and now we have Cyber Monday and you've been shopping all weekend long and I gotta ask you a question. Have you bought anything for your dog? Your dog? 
Oh, I don't mean something like a pet toy or a chew bone. I mean, if you got yourself some fashions this weekend, shouldn't your dog have some fashions too? I think so, and I'm speaking to you from Florence, Italy, or Firenze if you prefer. And I have the man who is the Gucci, the Prada, the Versace. He's the man in the world who is the leading uh, designer of dog fashions. You think Italy would leave out the dogs? No way. Simone, Fimo Simone Fimoni is the founder and the designer of Emma Firenze, which you can find online at emmafirenze.com and he designed clothes specifically for your dog. Buongiorno, complimenti. Buongiorno, grazie. Uh, you design for dogs. So is it the size of the dog or the color of the dog when you make custom clothing? Uh, uh, no, no, noi realizziamo, possiamo realizzare tranquillamente ogni tipo di, per ogni tipo di cane, quindi dal più piccolo al più grande. Facendo su misura abbiamo la possibilità appunto di, con le indicazioni delle tre misure di riferimento, quindi la circonferenza del collo, la lunghezza dall'attaccatura del collo all'attaccatura della coda e la circonferenza del torace, possiamo sviluppare un capo sartoriale realizzato su misura appunto per ciascun cane. We do clothes for dogs, we are specialized and we do custom, so we are maybe the only in the world that do custom clothing, so we need just three measurements actually, the circumference of the neck, the circumference of the chest and the length between the neck and the tail. And then we, we make the clothes specially for your dog, which can be huge, uh, you know, a small, uh, a miniature dog, we can do anything. So I guess my question is, when you're designing clothes for a dog, are you pleasing the owner's tastes or are you matching the colors and the style to fit the breed of the dog? Quando, quando disegni vestiti per cani, eh, cioè, diciamo, segui anche quella che è la conformazione del cane dal punto di vista stilistico per la ricerca dei colori, cioè hai un abbinamento specifico fra la fra il tipo di vestito e il tipo di cane o, o, o no? Allora, più che tutto un, cerchiamo di offrire una varietà anche di assortimento che, per quello che può essere i colori e materiali in modo tale che possiamo andare incontro a tutte le esigenze a quello che può essere il manto del cane eccetera quindi eh, diciamo è, è molto, la, la nostra scelta, la nostra proposta è molto vasta Oltre a questo, eh, praticamente ehm, c'è un aspetto praticamente funzionale. Tutti i nostri capi di abbigliamento sono quasi esclusivamente double fast, quindi hanno un lato che può essere in tessuto tipo lana, cashmere o altro, l'altro lato impermeabile. Quindi abbiamo due capi di abbigliamento in uno e il, il concetto è molto semplice perché praticamente se usciamo con un capo di... c'è il sole, usciamo però è freddo, vestiamo il cane dal lato in lana o cashmere. Inizia a piovere, basta semplicemente girare il capo e hai un impermeabile. Quindi eh, la, la, la facilità anche di vestibilità del capo, quella è fondamentale. Quindi abbiamo studiato un design fra le varie nostre proposte che non va a sollecitare troppo il, il cane, quindi rimane molto semplice. We have a huge variety of textiles from which you know the client can can choose, uh, and so any breed can be satisfied from you know the this huge variety. 
then our, our um, clothes are all double face, so they adapt to the climate also. It, it's very easy to, to wear. You can just uh, reverse the clothes and have a, a side which is uh, maybe warmer, you know, made of cashmere or wool, and the other side which is uh, lighter but is waterproof, so it's also a raincoat. So uh, we don't think of a precise breed. Any breed can be really satisfied, you know, because we have uh, so many different types of, of uh, textiles from which the client can choose on the web uh, that we really can satisfy all the breeds in the world. However, for instance, if you had a Dalmatian with spots, you wouldn't mix stripes with spots, would you? Uh, but, you know, uh, <laughs> it's true, dice, se, se abbiamo un dalmato lo metteremo una, delle righe su, su un manto che ha le, le macchie. È molto bello, il pua e la riga è, è molto trendy. Yeah. But it, it, it could be really trendy, you know, the, con, yeah. the, contra, the contrast between the stripes yeah, and no. the spot uh, could be yeah. perfect. But we leave, you know, the... Uh, the client, the final client, uh, the choice, you know, so uh, of course if a client comes here with a dog and so we can give him some, some, adv some advice, but normally, you know, the, the client uh, make the choice directly on the web. No, più che tutto cerchiamo materiale, anche la ricerca dei materiali è una ricerca importante perché sono materiali di altissima qualità, però che hanno le caratteristiche anche di adattabilità sul cane, quindi devono essere funzionali prima di tutto e la qualità deve essere al massimo. So we, we, we look both to, uh, at the, the quality of the materials but also the functionality, so we always think of the health of the dog, not only to the aesthetics. Mm. Are there dog fashion shows? Se ci sono delle... The runway. Proprio delle passerelle per cani. Allora, adesso allora, ci sono delle cose ma non sono di buon livello, quantomeno in Italia barra Europa. Adesso eh, a gennaio ci sarà il primo, durante Pitti Uomo, all'interno di Pitti Uomo ci sarà anche Pitti Pet e al quale noi parteciperemo per, con i nostri prodotti. Quindi quella è una vetrina molto importante a livello mondiale, Pitti, perché insomma alla fine è il riferimento della moda. Uh, yeah. In Italy and Europe at the moment there are not uh, you know, high level uh, shows for dogs, but in, um, in January uh, there will be the first edition of Pitti Pet. You know, Pitti Uomo is the major, is the most important uh, fashion week for menswear in the world probably. Uh, and there will be the first edition of Pity Pet in January, and we will participate to it as Emma Firenze. Congratulations. Uh, you mentioned, I come from in, in Michigan, in Detroit, where the big three automakers are. You're going to be working with car companies or those who outfit vehicles Dice for viene, dog uh, accessories? Dice che viene dal, dal Michigan, certo, dove ci sono produttori di di automobili, lavorerai mm -hmm. anche per, per questi produttori di automobili? Eh, eh, non, non, possiamo, non possiamo fare nomi, ma i nomi sono molto, molto, molto <ride> alti. Abbiamo un, un, siamo siamo in, in accordi diciamo, con due case automobilistiche, una italiana e una inglese di livello molto alto per collaborazioni appunto anche con loro. Mm -hmm. 
At the moment, we can't tell you the names, but we are collaborating with two uh, companies, uh, car companies, an Italian one and an English one, very high level, and we will make uh, accessories uh, for dogs related to the travels with uh, luxury cars. The world's greatest clothing maker for dogs, and uh, you can find uh, his uh, designs at emmaforens.com, emmaforens.com. Simone Famoni, Michael Patrick Shields, grazie mille. Bye-bye. Bye, grazie. Ciao. Ciao. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all, and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. There are some flight delays and cancellations this morning as folks head to the airport after the end of a long holiday weekend and the work week begins. Scott Keyes of Scott's Cheap Flight says travelers have been enjoying a lucky streak last week, but that luck finally ran out thanks in large part to Mother Nature. That lucky streak came to an end on Sunday with uh, some pretty severe storms hitting the Northeast. And as a result, you saw over 150 flights canceled, more than 5,000 flights delayed across the country. FlightAware.com is reporting just over two dozen cancellations. Delays, however, are topping 400 so far this morning. Police in DeKalb County, Georgia, are investigating a deadly shooting surrounding a candlelight vigil. A 17-year-old was shot to death while two others were injured Sunday night. And the U.S. is hoping to advance to the round of 16 at the World Cup on Tuesday in Qatar. The U.S. needs to beat Iran in order to get out of the group stage. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. My name is 
Daniel Mulhall and I am the ambassador of Ireland to the United States. It is great to have a chance to introduce a program presented by a proud and great Irish American, Michael Patrick Shields. Over to you, Michael Patrick. Uh, up the Irish and slanga full to you, Ambassador. What an interesting year it's been. Sitting in his residence in Washington, D.C. with Tim McGuire uh, just down the street from the DuPont Circle Hotel was quite a gas. We spent an hour on the couch talking about everything from, oh, uh, Irish politics to Irish culture and so forth. And so it's been an amazing year in that way. And these microphones have traveled all over the place and brought it all to you here in Michigan. And I sure am glad you went along with us. We did that physically, not just virtually. And um, I know right now, if you're driving your kids to school, if you look in the rearview mirror, you'll probably look in the back seat, and you'll see that they are not watching out the window. They are looking into a little window, and it's a smartphone or a tablet or some kind of device, and they are just, you know, buried in a virtual world, right? Michael Dougherty is the founder of the Justice Society, and we are hearing right now that TikTok poses a national security threat, according to the FBI director, and they're very concerned. Thank you for being here, Mr. Dougherty. Welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you? Should we stop our kids from playing or creating or being engaged with TikTok? Well, uh, yes, for the same reason we should stop our kids from living on any social media. TikTok is one step beyond maybe uh, what it's what Ray doesn't say that concerns me. You know, he's saying this because it's the Chinese as if the Chinese don't have any backdoors to Google or Facebook or, or, or Twitter. Well, not Twitter now, I suppose I should say that, that those days are gone. But but. You know, it's interesting, his selective perception and his selective target. I mean, I agree with what he says, but I, I think he, he uh, makes it sound like that's the only viable problem where all these companies are taking all this data information, learning all about you and twisting and turning and, and molding everything uh, to, to impact elections and national security. You're speaking about the FBI director, Christopher Wray, that I mentioned earlier. He's concerned that Beijing could weaponize the data that they're collecting, and very often we don't even realize we're giving them. How is that happening? Well, because because the data that, that go that's taken about you is insane. I mean, I think everyone understands now that you could be uh, maybe going to Best Buy to look for a television, and for the next five days all you have is TV ads pop up. I mean, there's all these background algorithms, all these artificial intelligence programs that are just tracking everything you do, say, from where you're located to what you're looking for, to who you're talking to, to who your friends are. And artificial intelligence moves so quickly they can build in terrifyingly strong profiles. And uh, the Chinese will use that data for many reasons. Uh, certainly one would be uh, international security on many fronts. Um, election, uh, you know, impacting uh, all sorts of things. And it's exactly what Google does and Facebook does. I mean, Google's having to spend a multi-billion dollar fine just because they're 
tracking people without them knowing. Chinese do the same thing. And the Chinese, since they've never been able to create their own technology, now require everyone that does business in, in that country to turn all their information over to them. So, yeah, it's an adversary, true. It's not wrong. But he ignores a lot of other, quote-unquote, adversaries that can help the Chinese. And, and so I think it's a bigger problem than what he says and, and who he's not worrying about. I find concerning as well. There's no way, is there, to be off the grid anymore in life? I don't think there is a way to be off the grid anymore. I mean, you know, really, it'd be incredibly difficult. You'd have to get paid in paper, and and then, and then every place you go to has stuff on you, and that's information, right? I mean, your bank, where you shop, everyone's got data on you, so you'd have to be nameless or you know, or or an alias name, and and because uh, because it's not just what's about you and your phone or in your computer, it's what's about you and your bank and your grocery store and your utility and your government, and, and that's it's everywhere. You mentioned TikTok or um, Twitter just a minute ago, and uh, being a, a University of Michigan graduate in economics and president and CEO of LabMD, wrote a book called The Devil Inside the Beltway. Would you like to sit down to lunch with Elon Musk? And if so, what would you ask him? I, you know, that would be, of course I'd love to do that. And I, <laughs> I, I think I, I, Would you I'd take ask... him to Zingerman's or what would you, where would you take <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, or Angelus. <laughs> <laughs> or Washington Dairy. <laughs> All right, right on. For too, mu- for too much ice cream for, for an amazingly low price. Um, the, um, <laughs> I, I... You know, I'd ask him what he's going to do with this moving forward and and why he did it. I, I, I appreciate why he took over Twitter. And and, and how, how is he going to send off the arrows now? Because this is the irony of Christopher Ray. Like, oh, oh, the Chinese are the big bad guy. But the bad people that are compromising our security inside the border, that's fine. Because these mega multinational companies – you know, they bow to the Chinese, and then they come here and, and they participate based out of Palo Alto, and, and, and they're telling us how to mold ourselves, and, and they're interfering in our elections, and Zuckerbuck's buying Secretary of State's offices. No one seems to worry about that. So, um, you know, Twitter's hopefully going to be the frontier where uh, selective perception and, and selective, you know, First Amendment rights are, are, are no longer um, selective. Well, I'm going to warn you, uh, Michael Dougherty, this live syndicated radio interview will now be podcasted at MIBigShow.com and streamed through Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and available on Spreaker on the podcast app there. So everything that we said in terms of total transparency is out there. Michael Dougherty is the president and CEO of LabMD. He's a cybersecurity expert and an author, too, and a University of Michigan graduate. His book is called The Devil Inside the Beltway. MPS. Starting route to top 10 state status. Proceed to the plan. The road to top 10 plan from business leaders from Michigan charts a course for Michigan's growth with key landmarks along the way. Turn right to compete for good jobs. Like bringing quality jobs to Michigan, investing in education and job training, rebuilding our infrastructure, and more. And if we follow the plan, you have reached your destination. Top 10 state status. Read the full plan at Michigan's Road to Top 10.com. 
Get more for your money with Cyberbucks M Perks and Meyer. Save every time you shop with Cyberbucks. Clip the M Perks coupon before checkout to save 10, 20, or up to $30. Redeem on each qualifying purchase now through December 3rd. Plus, get 50% off select outerwear and the entire stock of sleepwear for the family. And 30% off select Lego play sets. Get more for your money with the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store and online. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. In football, the Eagles beat the Packers in Philadelphia last night to improve to 10-1 and on the season. Aaron Rodgers left in the third quarter with a rib injury. Josh Jacobs ran for 229 yards and two touchdowns and also had six catches for 74 yards to lead the Raiders past the Seahawks in overtime. Jets quarterback Mike White threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns with no picks. The Jets crushed the Bears. Nick Chubb drove in a three-yard touchdown run with just 19 seconds left in overtime to get the Browns the win over the Bucks. Elsewhere, free agent receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was taken off a plane in Miami yesterday after he was in and out of consciousness. OBJ is set to visit the Cowboys next Monday. College football Wisconsin officially hired former Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle to be their next head coach. Nebraska will formally introduce Matt Rule as their new head coach today. That's sports. I'm Seth Everett, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Let's take a look at sports brought to you by Dean Transportation. Michigan expects to climb when the new college football playoff rankings come out tomorrow. The second-ranked Wolverines move to 12-0 with their 45-23 route of rival Ohio State on Saturday in Columbus. Michigan, by the way, will meet Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game this Saturday. Quickly to college basketball, it was 15th-ranked Michigan State eking by Portland 78-77 in the fifth place game of the Phil Knight Invitational in Portland. Tomorrow, Michigan hosts sixth-ranked Virginia. Now we go back to the football field, specifically the NFL, as the Lions are turning their attention to fellow four-win Jaguars from Jacksonville. The teams will clash this Sunday in Detroit in the second of a three-game homestand for the four-and-seven Lions. We'll see what happens with that game. The Jaguars, by the way, were victorious over the Ravens yesterday. The Chiefs, Dolphins, and 49ers all extended their winning streaks during Week 12 action on Sunday. KC Cruz passed the Rams 26-10 for their fifth straight victory. Miami also won its fifth straight after beating Houston 30-15. 49ers handed the Saints their first shutout loss since 2001 with a 13-0 victory in Santa Clara. The Eagles move past or move to 10 and 1 as they move past the Packers 40 to 33. The news out of that game though, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers was forced to exit that loss to the Eagles with a rib injury. Two of the NFL's most historic franchises are set to face one another when the Indianapolis Colts host the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is tonight and that is all part of 
Monday Night Football. The Pistons, oh boy. They were outscored by 13 in the fourth quarter on their way to a 102-94 home loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Marvin Bagley III scored 19 points to lead Detroit. They fall to 5-17 on the season. The Pistons look to bounce back tomorrow when they host the New York Knicks. The Red Wings, they resume their five-game homestand tonight, and that will be against original six rival Toronto. The Maple Leafs will be in down. Detroit has won their first two on this stand and four straight overall after Friday's 4-3 shootout victory, and that was against Arizona. That is a look at sports brought to you by Dean Transportation. This is Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. There are some flight delays and cancellations this morning as folks head to the airport after the end of a long holiday weekend and the work week begins. Scott Keyes of Scott's Cheap Flight says travelers have been enjoying a lucky streak last week, but that luck finally ran out thanks in large part to Mother Nature. That lucky streak came to an end on Sunday with uh, some pretty severe storms hitting the Northeast. And as a result, you saw over 150 flights canceled, more than 5,000 flights delayed across the country. FlightAware.com is reporting just over two dozen cancellations. Delays, however, are topping 400 so far this morning. Police in DeKalb County, Georgia, are investigating a deadly shooting surrounding a candlelight vigil. A 17-year-old was shot to death while two others were injured Sunday night. And the U.S. is hoping to advance to the round of 16 at the World Cup on Tuesday in Qatar. The U.S. needs to beat Iran in order to get out of the group stage. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Snow will be the focus in the Pacific Northwest and into northern California today, as well as across the northern Intermountain region. The Great Basin will see snow as well. Many areas from Washington to Wyoming and into Utah, Nevada, and Colorado will see snow today with high terrain in Wyoming and Oregon, Idaho, and Colorado seeing particularly heavy snow. Sunny skies to the south across much of New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. It will be near 70 in Dallas today with sunshine. Late today and into tonight, snow will push eastward and head through the northern plains, then develop into the central plains as well. Fairly quiet today from the Great Lakes and New England states along much of the Atlantic coast. Highs in New York City near 55, Philadelphia 55 to 60 with some sun, sunshine for the Carolinas, and it's going to be quite warm for much of the southeast. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The suspect in the mass shooting at a Buffalo, New York supermarket is expected to plead guilty to state charges today. That's when the teen accused of killing 10 black people in May is due in Erie County Court. Authorities say he carried out a racially motivated attack. Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick says failure is not an option when it comes to the threat of a national rail strike. Congress will not let the strike happen, that's for sure. Uh, it would be devastating to our economy, so we'll, we'll get to a resolution one way or another. 
Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the Pennsylvania Republican explained that a strike would come with a $2 billion daily cost. He went on to describe the rail union demands as reasonable, despite the gridlock. Fitzpatrick said Congress getting involved is a last resort, but that it wouldn't let the strike happen. Union leaders have set a strike deadline of December 9th if no deal is reached. Early in-person voting begins today across the entire state of Georgia. Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnick and Republican Herschel Walker are squaring off in the Senate race, which will be decided on December 6th. Several metro counties were open for voting on Saturday after a judge ruled it was okay to open polls. Some major retailers are rolling out Cyber Monday deals, including Amazon, Walmart, and Target. Brian Chang reports. After a record-breaking Black Friday with online sales topping $9 billion for the first time ever, shoppers are expected to spend even more on Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday's coming up. I'm just waiting for that. Shelling out an estimated $11.2 billion. It's expected to be the biggest online shopping day of the year. The FBI is looking into an incident that forced a flight from Houston, Texas to Columbus, Ohio to be diverted Saturday. The Southwest Airlines flight ended up making an emergency landing in Little Rock, Arkansas due to an unruly passenger. There are reports one traveler had to get medical attention after being assaulted by another passenger. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The holiday shopping season off to a good start with Black Friday and today's Cyber Monday. Millions of Americans were doing their holiday shopping from coast to coast. I did not expect to buy this much, but it was definitely worth it getting up this early and waiting in this long line. Adobe Analytics says a record $9.1 billion was spent online for Black Friday alone. That doesn't include all the shoppers who flocked to the malls. The record comes despite inflation being on the minds of many consumers. Cyber Monday is projected to grow more than 5% over last year with over $11 billion in sales. Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick says failure is not an option when it comes to the threat of a national rail strike. Congress will not let the strike happen, that's for sure. Uh, it would be devastating to our economy, so we'll, we'll get to a resolution one way or another. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the Pennsylvania Republican explained that a strike would come with a $2 billion daily cost. He went on to describe the rail union demands as reasonable despite the gridlock. Fitzpatrick said Congress getting involved is a last resort, but that it wouldn't let the strike happen. Union leaders have set a strike deadline of December the 9th if no deal is reached. Just in time for the holiday travel season, Frontier Airlines has announced it's getting rid of its telephone customer service. The low-cost airline is making the switch to online, mobile, and text support via the company's website or app. It's just one of many changes that Frontier has rolled out in the past to cut costs, including charging fees for carry-on luggage, snacks, and advanced seat assignments. Twitter losing some major advertisers. Less than a month after Elon Musk's Twitter takeover, 50 of the state's top 100 advertisers have halted their activity on the platform. Several companies made official announcements when they stopped running ads on Twitter, including Chipotle, Chevrolet, Ford, and Jeep. Those 50 companies alone accounted for over $750 million in spending on Twitter this year. Musk says he's seen a massive drop in Twitter's revenue during his first weeks of ownership, but has blamed activist groups for the loss. And there was some good news for holiday travelers. Gas prices were down a little bit. AAA puts the national average at $3.55 a gallon. California and Hawaii, the only states, still seeing prices above 5 bucks. Consumer and Business News, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. In football, the Eagles beat the Packers in Philadelphia last night to improve to 10-1 on the season. Aaron Rodgers left in the third quarter with a rib injury. Josh Jacobs ran for 229 yards and two touchdowns and also had six catches for 74 yards to lead the Raiders past the Seahawks in overtime. Jets quarterback Mike White threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns with no picks. The Jets crushed the Bears. 
Nick Chubb drove in a three-yard touchdown run with just 19 seconds left in overtime to get the Browns the win over the Bucks. Elsewhere, free agent receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was taken off a plane in Miami yesterday after he was in and out of consciousness. OBJ is set to visit the Cowboys next Monday. College football, Wisconsin officially hired former Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle to be their next head coach. Nebraska will formally introduce Matt Rule as their new head coach today. That's sports. I'm Seth Everett, NBC News Radio. Snow will be the focus in the Pacific Northwest and into Northern California today, as well as across the Northern Intermountain region. The Great Basin will see snow as well. Many areas from Washington to Wyoming and into Utah, Nevada, and Colorado will see snow today with high terrain in Wyoming and Oregon, Idaho, and Colorado seeing particularly heavy snow. Sunny skies to the south across much of New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. It will be near 70 in Dallas today with sunshine. Late today and into tonight, snow will push eastward and head through the northern plains, then develop into the central plains as well. Fairly quiet today from the Great Lakes and New England states along much of the Atlantic coast. Highs in New York City near 55, Philadelphia 55 to 60 with some sun, sunshine for the Carolinas, and it's going to be quite warm for much of the southeast. That's your national weather forecast, Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Well, once again, I can't believe it, but I have the luck of the Irish, Michael Patrick Shields, with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan, and I am sitting in the embassy in Washington, D.C., the Irish Embassy with the Honorable Daniel Mulhall. He's uh, Ireland's ambassador to the United States, and I'm, I'm actually quite nervous. Uh, is there any chance of a pint? Well, I'm afraid uh, it's a bit early for that now, but, uh, and I'm not really... Um, I, I'm someone who prefers a poem to a pint. You know? ah. that's, my, that's my preference. I, I'm, a, I'm what's called, I think, a literary ambassador, someone who, uh, who likes to promote Ireland um, through our... Um, our poets uh, rather than our publicans. Uh, but no, I also acknowledge, of course, that uh, part of the, 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 the charm of Ireland is when people come to Ireland, uh, and I hope that many uh, Michiganders will come this uh, summer because we're totally open again now. There are no restrictions. You can come to Ireland, provided you're vaccinated, you can come into Ireland and you can uh, go all over the country and all of our restaurants and pubs and so on are open. And I recognize that that's a part of the charm of Ireland, that we have a very hospitable country and people do enjoy meeting people from the United States, including from Michigan, and they do open their arms, their hearts to Americans and that we have a convivial atmosphere. Uh, and that certainly is the case in um, the average Irish pub where you'll not only get um, um, a pint of Guinness or a whatever you're drinking, or a glass of Irish whiskey, but also uh, some good food these days because most of our pubs are, are very good um, restaurants as well now. And, of course, you'll also hear some good Irish music, which is one of the, the great uh, joys of Ireland, in my opinion. 
so that I don't mess up any protocols, I refer to you as Your Excellency, right? Well, I'm, I, I'm, you know, we're a republic, uh, so we don't go in for titles uh, too much. So the I, Honourable Dan so Mulhall. I happen to be um, Dan Mulhall, ambassador of Ireland, and uh, people can call me what they like, including your man or whatever they want, <laughs> whoever they want to. They want How about to refer himself? To me. Himself, yes, exactly. That's that's a possible. That's certainly an option. All right, yeah. No, I mean we're we're in Ireland. We don't really go in for titles very much. We're we're you know we're a very egalitarian society, and uh, therefore um, I, I feel embarrassed by phrases like His Excellency. But if people want to call me ambassador, that's a recognition of what I do for a living. It's not what I am. I am Daniel Hall, um, citizen of Ireland, but I'm also the ambassador of Ireland, and therefore I'm happy to acknowledge that and to, and that's what I do for a living, and that's why I'm here in America to represent Ireland as the ambassador of Ireland to the United States. And what a privilege it is to have that job because of the warmth with which Americans receive Irish people, in particular Irish diplomats. So wherever I go in America, um, people um, open their doors to me. I, uh, I'm warmly received wherever I go, and I really appreciate the warmth of the welcome that uh, Americans all over this great country have extended to me over the last four and a half years. But wait a minute now. The Irish are supposed to be known for hospitality. You're saying it's in reverse. I will say, uh, Joel Freiberg said to say hello from the DuPont Circle Hotel. Oh, yes. That's where we're broadcasting from. Very good, yeah. And uh, that is a beautiful hotel full yeah. of Irish hospitality, and yeah. I understand it's the home away from home for the Taoiseach, the Prime Minister, That's who was right. here a couple weeks ago. When, when any of our ministers or the Taoiseach Prime Minister come to Washington, we normally put them up at the uh, DuPont Hotel. The Taoiseach was here, of course, recently for St. Patrick's Day and stayed at the DuPont for a couple of nights before moving on to Blair House, where, um, which is the government guest house here, which is very close to the White House. So, um, But yes, the point about hospitality is that, yes, we are famous for our hospitality. I mean, the fact that we, when we say welcome, we say 100,000 welcomes, that will tell you what hospitality means from an Irish point of view. That's the Irish for, for, um, uh, for welcome, kidney the falls, 100,000 welcomes. Mm. But what I've found here in America is that because I'm the Irish ambassador, I don't know if this applies to every ambassador or to um, everyone else that comes here, but as the Irish ambassador, I've certainly um, benefited from extraordinary warmth of welcome from people all over this country. And not just in the obvious places, like people think about New York, very Irish, Boston, um, Boston uh, Chicago, but I've had it everywhere. Unfortunately, I had to call off a visit to Michigan recently, but I will be coming there in the next month or two. Uh, I had to call it off because I came down with COVID a few weeks back. But, Which you uh, caught from the T-shirt, yeah? Well, I, no, I don't. I, I couldn't. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> who, who, who knows where this virus comes from? It just comes from the air somehow. But anyway, I, I, I got it a few days after the T-shirt came down with it, so no. maybe we both caught it from the same person. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But in any case, um, we had him here uh, for an extra six days after he was meant to have gone back. Uh, to Ireland, um, but it was a pleasure to have him here. We, he stayed at the residence because both of us had uh, had the virus, so we could um, we could quarantine and isolate together, which we did. And and uh, it was a, a, a privilege to have him here for so long. And I really enjoyed uh, spending time with him. Uh, he's a wonderful man, and I was very sorry for him that he um, had to uh, forego his opportunity to go to the White House and had to have his meeting with President Biden. Uh, virtually, uh, even though he was only across the street at Blair House from the White House. You mentioned that you were coming to Michigan. Where were you going and what for? Well, I I had planned to go to Michigan two years ago and then COVID came and 
my travel <laughs> itinerary was wiped out for more than a year and I planned to go uh, to Detroit, uh, to Ann Arbor to speak at the University of Michigan and up to the district of my good friend Dan Kildee uh, who is a member of the Congressional Friends of Ireland. We've always gotten on very well, we are friendly and I know his wife as well and so so we were. I, I was planning to visit Flint, uh, Michigan because I... What I like to do when I get outside of Washington, D.C., because you know here there's a kind of a phenomenon that you're, you live within a kind of a bubble here in Washington, D.C., where everyone's involved in politics, everyone's involved in the media, lobbying, the, uh, legal work, and so forth. So it's a very kind of particular slice of humanity that you find here. That's a wonderful <laughs> slice, by the way. Or inhumanity in the no, swamp. No, it's a wonderful place um, uh, to live and work. There's a lot of interesting people here, but they're not necessarily representative of America as a whole. So when I get out to other parts of America, I like to try and see if I can connect with people who are not part of that sort of circle of, of diplomats, politicians, think tankers, lawyers, lobbyists, and so forth. So going to places like Flint is an opportunity to try to meet people who are not in that category, and that's why I was looking forward to uh, to visiting Flint, Michigan. I visited other districts as well over the last... Um, number of years and I've always enjoyed meeting the, the, the representatives the congress people in their own districts because mm -hmm. it's a different kind of experience mm -hmm. meeting them there from what you get when you meet them um, in Washington DC Well you would have found a warm welcome in Michigan because we have five counties named for Irish counties Antrim, well Tim McGuire is here he was executive director of the Michigan Association of Counties, Antrim, Wexford Roscommon, Clare and Emmett well, I'm very pleased to hear that, and I will be there. I, I am determined. I am, I am coming to Michigan in the next couple of months. I'm looking for dates at the moment when I can go, and I'm looking forward to seeing Michigan because I know it has a very strong Irish heritage. I think it's like 1.1 million people from Michigan mm. um, trace their roots to Ireland, which is a huge number, so I'm really very keen to get there to, uh, to meet uh, people in Michigan and to... Uh, to talk about um, Ireland's links with Michigan, which are very significant, by the way. There's a lot of trade these days, back and forth, a lot of investment in both directions. So um, I want to go there to celebrate that, and, of course, to celebrate the Irish contribution to Michigan. We'll have to get you to Corktown when you come, and also the Irish Hills. We've got a lot of plans. We'll be back with the Honorable Daniel Mulhall, Irish Ambassador to the United States, with Michael Patrick Shields. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at DeanJobs.com and start your paid training. Head to DeanJobs.com. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello. 
with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at AveloAir.com. That's A-V-E-L-O Air.com. And fly Lansing. Beat the summer heat and the winter cold with a new carrier high-efficiency comfort system installed by Doty Mechanical. Doty Mechanical is your preferred carrier factory-authorized dealer, installing and servicing carrier products in mid-Michigan for over 30 years. With carrier cool cash and utility rebates, save money and energy at the same time. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. Remembering Irene Cara, the Oscar-winning performer died last week in Miami at the age of 63. She's best known for her role as Coco Hernandez in the 1980 movie musical Fame. Actress and dancer Debbie Allen, who starred in the TV version of Fame and had a smaller role in film as well, tweeted Cara was such a gifted and beautiful genius, her talent and her music will live forever. Jennifer Beals posted on social media and took a beautiful dreamer to write and perform the soundtracks for those who dare to dream. Beals started the 1983 movie Flashdance. Best Original Song Oscar and a Grammy for co-writing the movie's theme song. Jay Leno is back on the stand-up comedy stage after suffering second and third degree burns in that garage fire. He was poking fun at himself on the way to the comedy and magic club in Hermosa Beach, California Sunday night. Got two shows tonight, regular and extra crispy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Never thought of myself as a roast comic. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Good night. Leno performed to a packed house about two weeks after being badly burned while working on one of its vintage cars. 72-year-old suffered Burns to his face, chest, and hands on November 12th. He was hospitalized at the Grossman Burn Center for 10 days and underwent two surgeries. It's snowing! Oh my gosh, it's snowing! And Dolly Parton's new Christmas special airs on Thursday. Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas will be available via NBC and Peacock. It's set in the country music icon's Dollywood theme park. That's entertainment. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. If you're going to be presumptuous and run around with three names, uh, Michael Patrick Shields, I rather like them, Ambassador. Well, I think that's a great... You know, I, I, I'm constantly meeting people here in America whose names make me swoon. Uh, you know, I've met a lot of Margaret Marys and Mary Bridgets and, uh, you know, and so forth. It's great the way in which uh, Irish Americans have preserved their Irish heritage so diligently, even though it might be three, four, five generations back into history, but they still preserve and celebrate that uh, that legacy that heritage and that's an uplifting experience for Irish ambassadors like myself who come here and when they encounter people who have this pride in their Irish heritage it gives us a great boost it gives us a lift it, it energizes us it certainly energizes me when I go out and about and meet people in America that have an Irish heritage and are proud of that heritage. Daniel Mulhall is the Irish ambassador to the United States we're in your residence in the embassy here in Washington DC Tucker Carlson, the talk show host here, who has uh, Michigan roots, his in-laws live in Grand Rapids, he told me that it's harder to be named U.S. ambassador to Ireland than it is to be president of the United States. Well, I, I once heard, I think I heard um, someone say that um, there were literally hundreds of people who uh, wanted to be uh, ambassador to the United States. Um, 
In fact, some people even contacted me. <laughs> to be ambassador to no, no, Ireland. No, 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 no uh, uh, sorry, the ambassador to Ireland, sorry. I, 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 yeah. No, no, some people even um, contacted me in the last uh, year and a half to ask if I could sort of uh, back their, uh, their bid to be ambassador to uh, Ireland. Of course, I have no role whatsoever in that, nor indeed does the American administration have any role in who comes here on behalf of Ireland. That's a matter for our respective governments. But, it, but it, it's, it's, it's strange the way in which a lot of people refer to me as the American ambassador. I'm the ambassador to America, but I, a lot of people get confused as to what my actual role is. But we're delighted to have uh, Claire Cronin there now, who's uh, making an excellent impression in Ireland. She's uh, a, um, a former legislator in uh, Massachusetts with a strong Irish heritage. And I can see from her social media account and from what I hear from my colleagues in Dublin that she's already hit the ground running and is making a really strong impact on behalf of the United States in Ireland. But of course, as it is here for an Irish ambassador, the same goes for American ambassadors in Ireland. There's such a, an advantage to being an American ambassador in Ireland that you are the, you're not the dean of the core, but you are the primus inter pares. You are the top ambassador in Ireland as far as most Irish people are concerned, oh. they will tend to know who the American ambassador is and not know who ambassadors from other countries uh, might be. And the same is true here. I think we have a, a much bigger profile in America than we would have if we were a country that didn't have such close connections with the United States. Pretty good digs for the American ambassador in Ireland, eh? Phoenix yes, Park? Yes. In fact, um, there are only two um, residences in the Phoenix Park. One is the residence of the President of Ireland and the other is the residence of the American ambassador. So... A pretty good place to live, uh, you know. If, if I had a chance to to go to Ireland as a bath, which I don't, of course, and c could never do so, but uh, I certainly one of the advantages of going would certainly be the opportunity to live in a place like the Phoenix Park, which is one, is the largest city park in Europe, and uh, there are only two residences in that park, and one of those residences belongs to the American ambassador. Where in Ireland were you raised? I was raised in the <coughs> southeast in Waterford. Um, Mm. I always refer to it as the sunny southeast, mm -hmm. but when I go to Florida, people laugh at me when I talk about the sunny southeast. But uh, uh, it, it's a it's a very nice part of the country. It's not as well known as the west of Ireland would be. The wild Atlantic Way it tends to be where most American tourists would tend to go because most Americans also trace their roots not to places like Waterford, but to places like Mayo and Galway and Donegal and Cork and Kerry along the western seaboard, from which most of the emigration to the United States um, came. Um, but I, um, I come from Waterford, and it's, Waterford is the oldest city in Ireland, by the way. It was founded by the Vikings in the year 9-11, so it's, a, so it's a 1,100 years old, and um, it's a, a fine sort of city which still has a lot of the fabric of its medieval and early, mo medieval and early modern um, uh, layout is still visible in Waterford. There's, they've got old city walls there. There's, there's some wonderful museums. And of course, it's the home of Waterford Crystal, which is, uh, I think, uh, a well-known brand here in the United States. Uh, they've also got a new whiskey, by the way, Waterford Whiskey, which, I'm, uh, uh, which I rather like and which I would recommend to any, to any, um, any discerning whiskey drinkers that may be listening to you. Uh, I've got some very dear friends in Tremor. My, my two sisters live in Tremor. Do they? Yeah, because... Tremor has become, for Waterford, has become the kind of dormitory town in a way because most people who live in Tremor work in Waterford, but they, they make that very short journey, seven-mile journey, and so it's, it's not a suburb of Waterford because there is a, there is a bit of road that's not developed but between Waterford and, and Tremor, but it, is, it has become a dormitory town for Waterford and a very attractive one because 
beautiful setting on Tramore Bay and looking out over the bay. It's really a, a very impressive place in which to live. Well, Ray Scott and John O'Brien, if you're listening right now on the streaming in Tramore, I mentioned your name to the Irish ambassador to the United States, and I don't want to make you nervous, ambassador, but I was once the Grand Marshal of the Tremor St. Patrick's Day Parade because of Ray Scott. Oh my goodness, well, I'll, I'll have to mention my uh, sisters, uh, Maria Quilty and Louise Larkin and their families who live in Tramore, and of course, uh, the rest of my family all live in Waterford. Uh, the funny thing about me as, a, as an ambassador is that uh, growing up, everyone in my family lived in Waterford, so I had no connection with the outside world. Most Irish families, certainly at that time, had some element of the family that emigrated and therefore they had cousins who came home from America or from, from Britain uh, for the summer and they had some kind of connection with the outside world. By the way, I don't want to make you extra nervous, but Tim McGuire is here and myself. We are both inductees into the Michigan Irish American Hall of Fame. Well, congratulations on that. I am, I am, I am, Does that I'm, get us some of that Waterford whiskey you talked about? I am charmed to be in your august presence, both of you. Uh, not just your names, but also your, uh, your, uh, your, uh, your standing. All I can do to match that is to say that I'm a freeman of Waterford. So I hope that will in some way match the distinction that you've achieved by being a member of the Michigan Irish Hall of Fame. Well done. Uh, as we say, say in Irish, co-gorgicus. Congratulations. Thank you. Fair play uh, to a you. A well-deserved honour, I'm quite sure. <laughs> well, uh, Daniel Mulhall. Mulhall. And yes, you are yes. ambassador to the United States from Ireland back in a flash. Twitter CEO Elon Musk says the social media company's checkmark program may return as early as this Friday with a new procedure to verify identities. Verified checkmarks will be expanded by color with gold for companies, gray for government, and blue for individual accounts. Musk called the manual authentication process painful but necessary. It comes as the company began offering verified checkmarks for an $8 monthly subscription, something that has received criticism in the recent weeks since Musk took over. Some major retailers started rolling with Cyber Monday deals over the weekend. The group includes Amazon, Walmart, and Target. In what's expected to be the biggest online shopping day of the year, Cyber Monday comes just days after Black Friday. Adobe Analytics says a record $9.1 billion was spent online for Black Friday alone. Adobe adds that Cyber Monday is projected to grow more than 5% over last year with over $11 billion in sales. And Apple reportedly considering buying soccer giant Manchester United. England's The Daily Star reports Apple CEO Tim Cook is weighing a $7 billion bid for the team. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. I am sitting in the embassy in Washington, D.C., the Irish embassy with the Honorable Daniel Mulholly, uh, Ireland's ambassador to the United States. If I say up the raw, do I get kicked out of here? That is not something that, uh, I'm sorry, that, that's the kind of thing that I cannot accept. Okay. You know, that is, that is, that is, look, my attitude towards Northern Ireland is that we need to have peace in Northern Ireland. We need to have reconciliation. We need to have a political future based on harmony and people working together rather than the use of slogans which drive people apart. So I have no time for, the, for those kind of slogans of any kind, by the way, of, 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 uh, from either side. Um, what I want to see is an Ireland that is at peace with itself. I want to see the peace continuing to prevail in Northern Ireland. I want to see uh, political progress being made. I want to see North and South becoming closer together. I want to see good relations between Britain and Ireland. I want to see us get over the hurdle produced by 
Britain's departure from the European Union, which is complicated matters uh, for Ireland. Um, but I don't want to ever engage in sloganeering or to hear sloganeering from anybody else because that sort of thing is simply destructive of good dialogue, which I think we've shown in Ireland, if you have dialogue, you can produce positive outcomes um, um, through dialogue rather than through sloganeering. From your lips to God's ears, slangerful. As long as Bannock's uh, lacks oppression. Um, goodbye and thank you very much for being here and may, may, may everything go well for you. Or as we say uh, in Irish, when we say thank you, we say, which means may you have a thousand good things happen to you. T.S. Merigwich. Slawless balance. <laughs> That's the best I can do pronunciation-wise. The Honorable okay. Ambassador of uh, Ireland to the United States, Daniel Mulholland. Well, then. <clears throat> now, I'll begin at the beginning. A fine, soft day in the spring it was when the train pulled into Castletown, three hours late as usual, and himself got off. He didn't have the look of an American tourist at all about him. Not a camera on him. And what was worse, not even a fishing rod. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Thanksgiving holiday travelers are still trying to make it back home after thousands of flight delays and numerous cancellations nationwide because of the weather. About one quarter of the flights at New York City's major airports were disrupted because of the weather yesterday, one of the busiest travel days of the year. Public health experts are predicting a surge in respiratory illnesses during the holidays as families and friends gather indoors to celebrate. We haven't been getting a lot of influenza and a lot of RSV for the past two years, and that might make the overall population a little more susceptible. So that might increase the number of people getting infected at in this holiday season. University of California at San Diego Chief of Infectious Disease Dr. Davey Smith is urging people to avoid close contact with people or large gatherings when sick. Health officials want to remind people to take precautions and wear good quality masks when in close contact to others. Wash your hands thoroughly and often and keep your distance from those who are sick while cleaning commonly touched surfaces. COVID and flu vaccines are widely available at pharmacies, medical centers and clinics. Both vaccines can be given during the same visit. The suspect in the mass shooting at a Buffalo supermarket is expected to plead guilty to state charges today. Trey Thomas reports. The male teen accused of killing 10 black people in May is due in an Erie County court. Authorities say it was a racially motivated attack. The initial hearing was canceled earlier this month because of recent snowstorms in the area. The suspect is facing a 25-count indictment that includes 10 counts of murder. He's also facing federal charges. Lean on me. Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and now Cyber Monday. But don't forget about Giving Tuesday. Now in its 10th year, Giving Tuesday is meant to encourage people to give to their favorite charities, whether it's money or through volunteer work. More information is available online at givingtuesday.org. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. 
Measles is an imminent threat all over the world, a joint CDC and WHO report says, despite the 97% effective vaccine that's been available for decades, many children miss their measles shots during the COVID pandemic, close to 40 million children last year alone. The most common way to end a pregnancy in the U.S. is the abortion pill. Dina Kodiak with more. A new report finds 51% of abortions in 2020 happened using the pill on or before the ninth week of pregnancy. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June, 12 states have outlawed abortion. However, banning the pill has been more difficult because it's become easier to get. Californians earn gold stars for health. Total Shape, an online fitness resource, analyzed data on key health indicators in America. The top three healthiest were California, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. In the town of Scarif, the sun was shining in the sky. When Willie Clancy played his pipes, the tears welled in my eyes. Many years have come and gone since the times that we had there. And my heart's tonight in Ireland, in the sweet County Clare. Michael Patrick Shields with my Daniel Mulhall. He's Ireland's ambassador to the United States, nice enough to let us into his embassy slash residence very near the DuPont Circle Hotel. And uh, we're here in Washington, D.C. from Michigan. You mentioned that you're a, a literary ambassador of sorts, too. I know you're an author and a diplomat. And uh, why, why in America do we hold up the book Ulysses as the ultimate book that nobody can read or understand? Well, I've just published a book called Ulysses, A Reader's, Gu- Reader's Odyssey, which is my attempt to explain Joyce's great novel to readers who are not academics or students. So I recommend my book uh, thoroughly, of course, Very because good. I'm its author. But apart from that, um, I, and I, I believe my book will help people to understand it. Or if they don't, at least if they read my book, they'll have, they'll have some idea of what Ulysses is all about and what the fuss is all about. So Should we read your book first I and think, then Ulysses? I think read my book first, because then if you don't make it to Ulysses, at least you'll have had the pleasure of reading my book. Okay. What's the proper title? And we'll get it on Amazon, right? Yes. It, 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 it's, it's called Ulysses, A Reader's Odyssey. And I have a copy of it here to show you. Thank you. That's the book. That's it. So you can take a photograph of that and... Uh, I'll post it. And post it, yeah. So, so to come back to James Joyce's Ulysses, um, it's a novel that for me explores Irish identity in a very powerful and insightful way. So for Irish Americans and for Irish people, I think it's a book that is worth reading from that point of view, okay? The second reason is that it is a book that explores the human condition Regardless, I mean, it's set in Ireland, but, but the, the themes and the, the concerns and the issues that arise during the novel um, are universal. And then the third point is that it's an adventure in language because James Joyce was a marvellous writer. Now, I would say sometimes he took it a bit too far and there's a little bit of, well, more than a little bit of exhibitionism 
in my view, literary exhibitionism in Ulysses. But nonetheless, it is a book that you can really enjoy reading for the for the adventure in language that the book contains, right? Um, so why do I, why have I um, profiled this book for the last 40 years during my career? It's a simple fact that Ireland's a small country and the default position of small countries is to be ignored, to be neglected, to be overlooked, to be disregarded. Our literature is part of what gives Ireland a profile in the world that can't be disregarded. So we have a very strong literary tradition. If you go back a hundred years, not only James Joyce, but John Millington Singh in the Playboy of the Western World, uh, William Butler Yeats and the great poems that he wrote, which probably the greatest English language poet of the 20th century, William Butler Yeats, an Irishman. I'm particularly partial to him because I'm the president of the Yeats Society of Sligo. Uh, Sean O'Casey's great plays, The Plough and the Stars, Juno and the Peacock, uh, Shadow of a Gunman. So the literary achievement of Ireland is really something quite exceptional, particularly a hundred years ago when our country was undergoing a process of political transformation. So for me, that profiling of Ireland through our literature is a gift which as a diplomat you can't afford to pass up. So I've always tried to embrace that fact that there is an interest in our literature even on the part of people who have no connection with Ireland. So in India for example I found mm. great interest back in the 80s in the, in the, in the work of WBH and James Joyce and Shaw and Wilde and all of that. Same was true in Malaysia when I was there. Again Malaysia a faraway country, no connection with Ireland a Muslim country, you know, different, very different um, culture and, and outlook. And yet the interest in Irish literature was very strong. So it's a gift to Ireland. And I've tried to, to draw on that gift to profile Ireland all around the world, including here in the United States, where wherever I go, there are so many Irish studies operations across the United States. I've seen many copies of the first edition of Ulysses. And there were only a thousand copies ever printed. I've seen quite a few of those in American universities. Yeah. So, and also, up the road here in Philadelphia, the manuscript of James Joyce's Ulysses is located in the Rosenbach Library and Museum in Philadelphia. So, a lot of our literary <coughs> culture, our heritage, is stored here in the great libraries and institutions of the United States. And that provides another connection with the USA, which I'm happy to celebrate, including through my book, Ulysses, a reader's odyssey. Is it a stupid question to ask, what's it about, Ulysses? Well, it's about very little, really. Um, it, it's, uh, the story is as simple as you can possibly imagine. It's um, two characters, Leopold Bloom and Stephen Dedalus. Bloom is an unsuccessful advertising salesman. Stephen Dedalus is a, an emerging writer. Uh, they the novel traces their their journey around Dublin during an ordinary day in the middle of June in 1904 and they finally meet in the evening and they spend some time together and then Stephen departs from Bloom's residence in Eccles Street and Bloom goes to bed and the last chapter is of course the most notorious chapter of all because it takes place in the rather fertile mind of Leopold Bloom's wife, Molly, who only appears in, in two episodes of Ulysses, in the fourth episode and the final one. But in the final one, it, 
the whole you know, 70 pages of unpunctuated prose takes place in Molly's fertile mind. So that's the story. It's a story of two men wandering around Dublin, doing inconsequential things, uh, meeting in the evening, building up a sort of a quasi-friendship, and then parting again, and then the day is reviewed by Molly, who is the, the unfaithful wife of Leopold Bloom, because she has had an affair during the day with her lover, Blazes Boylan, of which Leopold Bloom, her husband, is aware, but doesn't do anything to prevent, because he's a rather diffident prudent individual who doesn't want to have the unpleasantness of, of, of confronting his wife about her infidelity. That's the story of Ulysses in a nutshell. But, of course, it's 795 pages, so there's a lot more to it than that. But that's the... <laughs> if you want to sort of tell the story, that's the story in a nutshell. From the land of letters and poets, he is Daniel Mohall, Ireland's ambassador to the United States. And I know you've, uh, you've been in other countries you've served in uh, diplomatic roles in other countries we're sure are glad to meet you and very happy to have you here in the states thank you it's uh, great to to have you here anyone called michael patrick shields will always be welcome in any irish embassy and certainly in this one for as long as i'm ambassador it's great to meet you and it's great to be able to talk to your listeners in michigan because there's a very strong link between michigan and ireland traditional link created by all the people like the shields who moved to Michigan from Ireland in the 19th century and beyond and who have still got a pride in their Irish heritage. I look forward to meeting those people when I go to Michigan in the, the coming months, but also the economic links that have developed in recent times, both Michigan companies investing in Ireland and transferring profits back to Michigan to the benefit of your economy, but also Irish companies investing in Michigan and creating jobs in your great state, which I look forward to seeing sooner rather than later. The Honorable Daniel Mulhall, Irish Ambassador to the United States with Michael Patrick Shields. Welcome to the Michigan Lottery Show. The fun and excitement. 50 years ago, a jackpot started growing in Michigan. Inspired by fun and prizes for players. This jackpot has helped local businesses. Cleaning a lottery ticket was sold at the family market. And led to over $26 billion in support for Michigan public schools. Today, the jackpot is still growing. And the goodness it's spreading is a win for everyone. The Michigan Lottery. For fun, for schools, for 50 years. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. Traverse City is more than a place. It's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. 
ABC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. There are some flight delays and cancellations this morning as folks head to the airport after the end of a long holiday weekend and the work week begins. Scott Keyes of Scott's Cheap Flight says travelers have been enjoying a lucky streak last week, but that luck finally ran out thanks in large part to Mother Nature. That lucky streak came to an end on Sunday with uh, some pretty severe storms hitting the Northeast. And as a result, you saw over 150 flights canceled, more than 5,000 flights delayed across the country. FlightAware.com is reporting just over two dozen cancellations. Delays, however, are topping 400 so far this morning. Police in DeKalb County, Georgia, are investigating a deadly shooting surrounding a candlelight vigil. A 17-year-old was shot to death while two others were injured Sunday night. And the U.S. is hoping to advance to the round of 16 at the World Cup on Tuesday in Qatar. The U.S. needs to beat Iran in order to get out of the group stage. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Listening to a radio station where the mighty hosts of a heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. You can turn your radio on on radio stations across the state of Michigan. Lansing, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, Traverse City, Petoskey, Charlevoix, Cadillac, Benton Harbor, St. Joe, Muskegon, Big Rapids, Reed City. And thank you for doing that. And if you're somewhere else, you can listen to us online at mibigshow.com. Go to Spreaker and download Michigan's Big Show, and then you just click that. You can pick and choose through the interviews. Facebook Live and Twitter, too. It's Michael Patrick Shields in the capital of Michigan, but reaching out to the world and happy to do so through the AT&T microphones and very, very pleased to be with you. And I'd ask you to bring a friend next time. Um, okay, so as you're listening to all that, let's say you're down in Fort Myers and uh, you're listening online right now. Let's say you're in downtown Fort Myers. You find it bizarre that you can drive down a street and there'll be two houses on that street and one of them was occupied by Thomas Edison and the other one was occupied by Henry Ford. These two guys were like neighbors when they went down to Florida. And two of the most significant inventors innovators in history. They were real people. Do those people exist today? Doug Kelly is the chief executive officer of the American Edge Project and on our AT&T line right this very moment. Welcome back. Hi, good morning, everybody. wonder what Henry Ford would say if he knew that there are 3,000 microchips in cars right now. <laughs> I think he might be a little surprised. Uh, overall, you know, originally I'm from Adrian, Michigan. I actually made uh, plastic parts for uh, 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 consoles in the uh, General Motors cars. So I've got a little bit of connection to the auto industry. And 3,000 chips is really powerful. Boy, you must have done very well. That was lucrative, I bet, eh? Well, I was in the 80s, right? I was just a summer employee. So, oh, I see. Um, you know, my dad uh, worked there, so I was lucky enough to be able to be part of that industry. Are we going to lead in electric vehicles, or are we going to be, oh, dependent on China? That's the big question right now. So in the 80s and 90s, right, we had a huge battle with Japan uh, for uh, car dominance. And now in 2020, uh, our biggest opponent is China. And China has made huge investments uh, in electric vehicles, right? They, they put together a five-year plan of here's how we're going to be number one in this overall. And so they've already built, you know, EV battery supply chains, 
a lot of manufacturing muscle and uh, secured a lot of raw materials for electric vehicles. And so at the end of the day, Detroit has always been the global epicenter of auto manufacturing, and it certainly can still be that. But there's three things that it needs Congress's help on to make sure that happens. Uh, the first is, you know, with 3,000 semiconductors in a car, we need to make sure we have a good supply of semiconductors. And that means more investment um, in creating semiconductor plants that manufacture in the USA. Right now, most of the automobile manufacturing ships are made in Taiwan. Uh, the second thing that Congress needs to do, there's a lot of rare earth materials that go into these uh, newer cars, um, like six times as much as kind of your average uh, gas-burning car. And China controls 80 to 90 percent of the world market of these very precious metals. And the third most important thing that, uh, that Detroit needs is even more tech innovation, right? So um, in 2020, like I said, China developed a blueprint for its automobiles. Um, and they look at their technology platform companies in their country as side-by-side -side partners in this overall. Um, but unfortunately, some in Congress are saying, you know what? Our biggest tech companies, um, they don't see them as an asset. They see them as a threat. And so they're trying to pass new laws that would break up these companies, restrict the lines of business they can get in, meaning automobiles, uh, and supporting Detroit's efforts in that, uh, and re restrict them from mergers and acquisitions. So there's a great danger here that if we take out our biggest technology companies, we're really going to hurt the auto industry, and we're going to have the same type of ripple effect on manufacturing that we did uh, in the 80s and early 90s. Back uh, to speak historically again, in the day there was the Tucker that came along, and uh, we all know what happened to that. We all know what happened to the DeLorean, too. What did Elon Musk do differently that somehow his car company is more valuable than General Motors? You know, that's a, a great question. I would say that, uh, you know, his first market and that overall, uh, and, you know, my brother-in-law bought uh, a Tesla, um, and Technology is an enormous part of Tesla, right? It does real-time updates. It moves products uh, out. Uh, it updates software frequently and quickly overnight. Uh, and they really focused on a user experience that is that is really um, really tantalizing to some, right? Um, but I just I just read an article about what Ford's doing with its uh, 150. Like that's going to be a really powerful competitive force to Tesla. Um, and I know GM's doing a lot of great things in the electric vehicle areas. And so there's no reason American uh, car manufacturing can't regain the lead in the electric vehicle market. Um, but it's got, it's got to make sure that Congress doesn't gum that up. Um, look, when I left high school in the early 80s, uh, American manufacturing was the envy of the world, right? You could graduate high school, go get a job at any one of the uh, 40 factories in my hometown have a great middle-class living. But through a series of things they did, our manufacturing base was damaged. A lot of it was exported overseas. And as a result, China has a competitive advantage over us. We can't do that to our auto industry. We can't do that to our technology industry because technology is not just another sector, right? It's the backbone of our national security, of our economic growth, and the advancement of our values. And right on that kind of economic national security line, is 
Technologies partnership with the auto industry. Doug Kelly, what will you drive today? I will drive a Dodge Charger. Oh, um, man. The fastest sedan in the world. That's got to be so much fun. Doug Kelly, Chief Executive Officer of the American Edge Project. That's an edgy car, too. Rear-wheel drive, though, I think. So that's the one thing that's always stopped me from getting behind the wheel of that. It's MPS. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all, and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. In football, the Eagles beat the Packers in Philadelphia last night to improve to 10-1 on the season. Aaron Rodgers left in the third quarter with a rib injury. Josh Jacobs ran for 229 yards and two touchdowns and also had six catches for 74 yards to lead the Raiders past the Seahawks in overtime. Jets quarterback Mike White threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns with no picks. The Jets crushed the Bears. Nick Chubb drove in a three-yard touchdown run with just 19 seconds left in overtime to get the Browns the win over the Bucks. Elsewhere, free agent receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was taken off a plane in Miami yesterday after he was in and out of consciousness. OBJ is set to visit the Cowboys next Monday. College football, Wisconsin officially hired former Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle to be their next head coach. Nebraska will formally introduce Matt Rule as their new head coach today. That's sports. I'm Seth Everett, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Let's take a look at sports brought to you by Dean Transportation. Michigan expects to climb when the new college football playoff rankings come out tomorrow. The second-ranked Wolverines move to 12-0 with their 45-23 route of rival Ohio State on Saturday in Columbus. Michigan, by the way, will meet Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game this Saturday. Quickly to college basketball, it was 15th-ranked Michigan State eking by Portland 78-77 in the fifth place game of the Phil Knight Invitational in Portland. Tomorrow, Michigan hosts sixth-ranked Virginia. Now we go back to the football field, specifically the NFL, as the Lions are turning their attention to fellow four-win Jaguars from Jacksonville. The teams will clash this Sunday in Detroit in the second of a 
three-game homestand for the 4-7 and seven Lions. We'll see what happens with that game. The Jaguars, by the way, were victorious over the Ravens yesterday. The Chiefs, Dolphins, and 49ers all extended their winning streaks during Week 12 action on Sunday. KC Cruz passed the Rams 26-10 for their fifth straight victory. Miami also won its fifth straight after beating Houston 30-15. 49ers handed the Saints their first shutout loss since 2001 with a 13-0 victory in Santa Clara. The Eagles move past or move to 10 and 1 as they move past the Packers 40 to 33. News out of that game though, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers was forced to exit that loss to the Eagles with a rib injury. Two of the NFL's most historic franchises are set to face one another when the Indianapolis Colts host the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is tonight and that is all part of Monday Night Football. The Pistons, oh boy. They were outscored by 13 in the fourth quarter on their way to a 102-94 home loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Marvin Bagley III scored 19 points to lead Detroit. They fall to 5-17 on the season. The Pistons look to bounce back tomorrow when they host the New York Knicks. The Red Wings, they resume their five-game homestand tonight, and that will be against original six rival Toronto. The Maple Leafs will be in down. Detroit has won their first two on this stand and four straight overall after Friday's 4-3 shootout victory, and that was against Arizona. That is a look at sports brought to you by Dean Transportation. This is Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. There are some flight delays and cancellations this morning as folks head to the airport after the end of a long holiday weekend and the work week begins. Scott Keyes of Scott's Cheap Flight says travelers have been enjoying a lucky streak last week, but that luck finally ran out thanks in large part to Mother Nature. That lucky streak came to an end on Sunday with uh, some pretty severe storms hitting the Northeast. And as a result, you saw over 150 flights canceled, more than 5,000 flights delayed across the country. FlightAware.com is reporting just over two dozen cancellations. Delays, however, are topping 400 so far this morning. Police in DeKalb County, Georgia, are investigating a deadly shooting surrounding a candlelight vigil. A 17-year-old was shot to death while two others were injured Sunday night. And the U.S. is hoping to advance to the round of 16 at the World Cup on Tuesday in Qatar. The U.S. needs to beat Iran in order to get out of the group stage. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Snow will be the focus in the Pacific Northwest and into northern California today, as well as across the northern Intermountain region. The Great Basin will see snow as well. Many areas from Washington to Wyoming and into Utah, Nevada, and Colorado will see snow today with high terrain in Wyoming and Oregon, Idaho, and Colorado seeing particularly heavy snow. Sunny skies to the south across much of New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. It will be near 70 in Dallas today with sunshine. Late today and into tonight, snow will push eastward and head through the northern plains, then develop into the central plains as well. Fairly quiet today from the Great Lakes and New England states along much of the Atlantic coast. Highs in New York City near 55, Philadelphia 55 to 60 with some sun, sunshine for the Carolinas, and it's going to be quite warm for much of the southeast. That's your national weather forecast, Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio.
NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Some major retailers are already rolling out Cyber Monday deals. That group includes Amazon, Walmart, and Target. In what's expected to be the biggest online shopping day of the year, Cyber Monday comes just days after Black Friday. Adobe Analytics says a record $9.1 billion was spent online for Black Friday alone. Adobe adds that Cyber Monday is projected to grow more than 5% over last year, with over $11 billion in sales. Dr. Anthony Fauci urging officials investigating the origins of COVID-19 in China to keep politics out. It is very clear when people are running their campaigns with an anti-Fauci element to it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Appearing on CBS Face the Nation, the outgoing White House chief medical advisor said that while he's keeping an open mind, there's strong evidence that the virus evolved naturally. He went on to say that open dialogue was crucial since the Chinese government is very suspicious of anyone trying to accuse them of involvement in the global pandemic. Fauci warned that China could quickly halt an investigation in its tracks. A pilot and passenger have been rescued in Maryland after their small plane crashed into a power line tower on Sunday. The plane could be seen stuck in the power lines, dangling about 100 feet above the ground. The incident caused widespread power outages for thousands of people in the area. There are still no suspects in the unsolved stabbing deaths of four Idaho college students earlier this month. Trey Thomas reports. While authorities in Moscow continue to ask the public for help, they say they've gotten hundreds of 911 calls. All four students were found dead at a home not far from the University of Idaho. Dozens of local, state, and federal investigators are working the case. I'm Trey Thomas. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, continues to rule the box office. The sequel to the 2018 Marvel Comics adaptation earned nearly $46 million in its third weekend in North America's theaters. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The holiday shopping season off to a good start with Black Friday and today's Cyber Monday. Millions of Americans were doing their holiday shopping from coast to coast. I did not expect to buy this much, but it was definitely worth it getting up this early and waiting in this long line. Adobe Analytics says a record $9.1 billion was spent online for Black Friday alone. That doesn't include all the shoppers who flocked to the malls. The record comes despite inflation being on the minds of many consumers. Cyber Monday is projected to grow more than 5% over last year with over $11 billion in sales. Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick says failure is not an option when it comes to the threat of a national rail strike. Congress will not let the strike happen, that's for sure. Uh, it would be devastating to our economy, so we'll, we'll get to a resolution one way or another. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the Pennsylvania Republican explained that a strike would come with a $2 billion daily cost. He went on to describe the rail union demands as reasonable despite the gridlock. Fitzpatrick said Congress getting involved is a last resort, but that it wouldn't let the strike happen. Union leaders have set a strike deadline of December the 9th if no deal is reached. Just in time for the holiday travel season, Frontier Airlines has announced it's getting rid of its telephone customer service. The low-cost airline is making the switch to online, mobile, and text support via the company's website or app. It's just one of many changes that Frontier has rolled out in the past to cut costs, including charging fees for carry-on luggage, snacks, and advanced seat assignments. Twitter losing some major advertisers. Less than a month after Elon Musk's Twitter takeover, 50 of the state's top 100 advertisers have halted their activity on the platform. Several companies made official announcements when they stopped running ads on Twitter, including Chipotle, Chevrolet, Ford, and Jeep. Those 50 companies alone accounted for over $750 million in spending on Twitter this year. Musk says he's seen a massive drop in Twitter's revenue during his first weeks of ownership, but has blamed activist groups for the loss. And there was some good news for holiday travelers. Gas prices were down a little bit. AAA puts the national average at $3.55 a gallon. California and Hawaii, the only states, still seeing prices above 5 bucks. Consumer and Business News, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio.
In football, the Eagles beat the Packers in Philadelphia last night to improve to 10-1 and on the season. Aaron Rodgers left in the third quarter with a rib injury. Josh Jacobs ran for 229 yards and two touchdowns and also had six catches for 74 yards to lead the Raiders past the Seahawks in overtime. Jets quarterback Mike White threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns with no picks. The Jets crushed the Bears. Nick Chubb drove in a three-yard touchdown run with just 19 seconds left in overtime to get the Browns the win over the Bucs. Elsewhere, free agent receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was taken off a plane in Miami yesterday after he was in and out of consciousness. OBJ is set to visit the Cowboys next Monday. College football Wisconsin officially hired former Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle to be their next head coach. Nebraska will formally introduce Matt Rule as their new head coach today. That's sports. I'm Seth Everett, NBC News Radio. Snow will be the focus in the Pacific Northwest and into Northern California today, as well as across the Northern Intermountain region. The Great Basin will see snow as well. Many areas from Washington to Wyoming and into Utah, Nevada, and Colorado will see snow today with high terrain in Wyoming and Oregon, Idaho, and Colorado seeing particularly heavy snow. Sunny skies to the south across much of New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. It will be near 70 in Dallas today with sunshine. Late today and into tonight, snow will push eastward and head through the northern plains, then develop into the central plains as well. Fairly quiet today from the Great Lakes and New England states along much of the Atlantic coast. Highs in New York City near 55, Philadelphia 55 to 60 with some sun, sunshine for the Carolinas, and it's going to be quite warm for much of the southeast. That's your national weather forecast, Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. Welcome to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. My name is Tony Cuthbert. Quick look at the news across the state of Michigan and around the world. We did have a record-breaking Black Friday, and it's in the books. Small Business Saturday in the rearview mirror, and now it's Cyber Monday. And some major retailers are rolling out deep discounts. That includes, well, of course, Meyer, Amazon, Target, maybe some other spots that you like. Analysts are expecting Cyber Monday to be the biggest online shopping day of the year with over $11 billion in sales, toys and electronics are among the hottest sellers as the holiday shopping season kicks into high gear. According to Adobe Analytics, gaming consoles, drones, Apple MacBooks, and toys like Fortnox, Roblox, and Disney Encanto are in heavy demand. Consumers spent a record $9.1 billion for online shopping during Black Friday, Adobe did note that many shoppers are taking advantage of flexible payment plans as they cope with high prices and inflation. 
Overall online sales were up more than 2% compared to the day after Thanksgiving last year. And maybe to pay for some of that, Mega Millions. Well, that jackpot continues to climb as no one picked all six numbers in Saturday night's drawing. That means Tuesday's jackpot in the multi-state lottery game will be worth at least $305 million. And you can get those tickets at michiganlottery.com or your local retailer. Michigan's average gas price is down 17 cents in the past week to $3.64 a gallon. AAA Michigan says Jackson's 380 is the highest, while Metro Detroit's 346 is the lowest price in the state. A 15-gallon fill-up now costs on average $54. The price is 35 cents less than last month and 32 cents higher than last year. $1 million is being donated to food pantries in the Midwest from Meyer. The Walker-based chain will give pantries along Lake Michigan and also throughout the state and the Grand Rapids area. Over $100,000 in pantries in Kalamazoo and Battle Creek will receive over $30,000. More than 250 pantries in total will be given money from Meyer. Michigan's boom in sales tax revenues are expected to slow, according to economists. This is all from the University of Michigan economics forecaster Gabriel Ehrlich. Says that he believes the combined revenues for the general fund and school aid fund to drop about $2 billion in fiscal year 2023. The drop is about 6.1%. Federal government gave stimulus checks to Michigan residents in 2020, 2021. Of course, that was all due to the pandemic. Another item here in the state capitol, cocktails to go would become a permanent thing in the uh, in Michigan restaurants and bars. If a bill that has passed the state Senate wins House approval and is signed by Governor Whitmer, the bill is before the House Committee on Regulatory Reform after recently passing the Senate, and it would end the uh, December 31, 2025 expiration of the current law. 18 states and Washington, D.C. allow cocktails to be sold in to-go containers. What did you do over the weekend? Maybe you went to a Christmas tree farm, and they are now open and prepared for families to cut down their trees for the year or select one of those pre-cut items that you can get at pretty much all of them. And in Ottawa County's Telmedge Township, Vormatog Tree Farms, Derek Vormatog says increased prices for Fertilizer have raised the price of a tree around $5. Normal. Um, the weather has uh, impacted a little bit with the rain and the snow, but um, the, the, our business has been what we expected. He says they will be open every day until the last Christmas tree has been claimed and says they have customers who always pick their Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Derek says... They will be right open up until the last minute. We'll have people all the way through Christmas, um, you know, people on Christmas Eve, that that's their family tradition the day before to get their tree, spend Christmas Eve decorating it and ready for uh, for Christmas Day. Staying in the west side of the state, the Grand Rapids Safe Task Force will take pitches to reduce gun violence on Wednesday evening. Task Force co-chair and second ward commissioner Melinda Yusasi says people are committing crimes at younger ages. We needed to work with those that are um, engaging these programs, creating these programs, and say, you know, how, how much younger are you going or where is that intervention starting? And so this is based upon what we're seeing in our city. 
There are 17 nonprofits and other city residents that will present their ideas, and the task force plans to focus on preventing people between the ages of 12 and 24 from getting involved. Five winners will be given $10,000 to try to turn their idea into reality next spring and summer, and the meeting will start at 6 p.m. at the Grand Rapids Center for Community Transformation. That's on Madison Avenue Southeast. And Yasasi says they want ideas from nonprofits for curbing that violence. It makes much more financial sense as a city, as a state, and really as a country to focus on that early intervention because we will end up paying for the lack of investment in the long run. Swinging it over to the nation's capital and a little recap of the Sunday Talkers was Governor Asa Hutchinson, who says more of the GOP will raise their voices and help push the party beyond the Trump era. It is the right thing to do, and it is, to me, predictable that and what we need. He was appearing on CNN's State of the Union. The Arkansas Republican described those willing to take a stand as uh, the voices of reality. And his prediction comes as the former president faces criticism for dining with known white supremacist Nick Fuentes and rapper Kanye West, who recently come under fire for his anti-Semitic comments, and it was Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson saying meeting with those supremacists is dangerous. It's very troubling, and it shouldn't happen, and uh, we need to avoid uh, those kinds of empowering the extremes. And the governor said that some are willing to take a stand. We need more of those voices, not fewer, and I expect those voices to increase. This is Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. Tony Cuthbert with you on this Monday morning. As we know, on Saturday, the undefeated Michigan Wolverines remain just that as they defeated Ohio State. Final on that game, 45-23 to in Columbus. And if we look at the uh, coaches poll at the moment, Michigan is second, uh, Georgia at number one. And then we uh, have TCU at third, Southern California now ranked fourth. Ohio State fell from second to fifth. Michigan State, ah, they just couldn't get it at the end of the game in Happy Valley as they also fell to Penn State. And whether or not they will make a bowl game, we will have to wait and see on all of that as things will become crystallized in terms of where each team will go. On Saturday after, well, let's say Sunday, actually, after Saturday's conference championship games, including Michigan versus Purdue at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. This is Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. And something without one love bears heavy on my mind. Then I You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, 
even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Remembering Irene Cara, the Oscar-winning performer died last week in Miami at the age of 63. She's best known for her role as Coco Hernandez in the 1980 movie musical Fame. Actress and dancer Debbie Allen, who starred in the TV version of Fame and had a smaller role in the film as well, tweeted Cara was such a gifted and beautiful genius. Her talent and her music will live forever. Jennifer Beals posted on social media it took a beautiful dreamer to write and perform the soundtracks for those who dare to dream. Beals started the 1983 movie Flashdance. Cara won a Best Original Song Oscar and a Grammy for co-writing the movie's theme song. Jay Leno is back on the stand-up comedy stage after suffering second and third degree burns in that garage fire. He was poking fun at himself on the way to the comedy and magic club in Hermosa Beach, California Sunday night. Got two shows tonight, regular and extra crispy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Never thought of myself as a roast comic. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Good night. Leno performed to a packed house about two weeks after being badly burned while working on one of its vintage cars. 72-year-old suffered burns to his face, chest, and hands on November 12th. He was hospitalized at the Grossman Burn Center for 10 days and underwent two surgeries. It's snowing! Oh my gosh, it's snowing! And Dolly Parton's new Christmas special airs on Thursday. Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas will be available via NBC and Peacock. It's set in the country music icon's Dollywood theme park. That's entertainment. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Good morning, it's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. And uh, we take the work seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously around here. It's radio performance and a spoonful of sugar with the medicine. Uh, we, we know that your life is, is varied and broad, and so you maybe come here for a little adrenaline spike when it comes to politics. Maybe you come here for company. Maybe you come here to calm down a little bit on your way to the office. Maybe you slept in and now you're listening on podcasting or streaming. Maybe you know you've got a friend here and you can share things with. And we enjoy hearing from you at mibigshow.com. We read everything you send, whether it's through Facebook or text or email or Twitter or whatever it is. And bring a friend next time. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. We try to keep things in the middle. And medias.virtus. Welcome to the program. Uh, I was uh, a, a big fan of radio since I was a little kid, listening to Larry King on Overnight, listening to J.P. McCarthy, listening to Dick Purton, those Detroit superstars. 
I listened to even Bruce Williams on TalkNet, if you remember that guy. He used to give financial advice. And radio to me was fascinating, and it still is. And I love it, and I cherish it. And George Carlin, when he was starting out, the late comedian, that's what he loved. And his mother bought him a tape recorder when he was a little kid. One of those, like I had, a little deck that you put the cassette in. And sometimes if you got fancy, you had a little microphone that stuck out of it. But mostly it was just a battery-operated deck. I remember going to the appliance store. Does anybody remember that? And getting one of those. And George Carlin always knew that when you're going to present, whether it's on radio or television or on a stage, there has to be some, oh, magic and science to it all. Don't forget what we do is oratory. It's rhetoric. It's not just comedy. It's a form of rhetoric. And, and with rhetoric, you, you, look and you listen for rhythms. You, you look for ways to sing at the same time you're talking and to go... And it's just natural. Yeah, it's writing out loud and storytelling out loud. And uh, in the era of podcasting, when everybody has a podcast, you got to remember that I think there needs to be some presentation. Oh, we all want to hear what you think. <laughs> but do we really? And is it the singer or the song? Is it the topic you're interested in, politics? Or do you like hearing the person presenting it? I find that interesting. I also find it interesting that some of these big famous shows now, they have after shows where they present the program, like real time, let's say, with Bill Maher. Then after they sit around and BS... And some people like the BS maybe more than the real show. Uh, Bill Maher was uh, sitting with Chevy Chase on one of his online shows. And they, apparently they go to Bill Maher's house in Hollywood and they sit around and talk. And Chevy Chase was sitting there. And the subject of Michigan's president, Gerald Ford, came up. Of Every- all the things, if you have time to ruminate, I guess something like that can come up. And it did. Every time I see him fall, like he, the, off the bike... He did one on the steps of Joe, Joe he, Biden. He took a fall off the bike. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> also, walking up the very steep steps to Air Force One. Yes. It's like he's doing your act. I mean, it's almost exact. That, that one on the, watch the one on the on the Air Force One steps. It looks exactly like a cold. When he was coming down or going up? He was going he was up. going up, and then he went down. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he, it looks exactly like a cold open from 1975. <laughs> you doing Gerald yeah. Ford. Uh, it's hysterical. Oh, my God, Jerry. Uh, yeah. I liked Ford I, I, in the sense that he was a nice fella, and he invited us to the White House, and God knows why, but uh, uh, he was a good guy. He was nice. Yeah. Just a, a Republican ass, but yeah. beyond that. Well, I mean, that's, but look, not to get political, but that's what we have to get back to is not hating people. Republican asses. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, you could yeah. think, we all, you can think that about somebody. I think, yes, I think that about a lot of Republicans always have, and a fair number of Democrats as well. But, uh, even the ones who I think are politically, yes, asses, I, I, I've known for 30 years doing the two shows I've done, they're often some of the nicest people, like when you talk to them off stage and when it's not political and yeah. when you're having the drink in the green room. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that is what America has to get back to. Mm-hmm. And Bill Maher, who is uh, by all accounts and his own account a liberal, 
tries to play it pretty straight when he criticizes this side or points out things about the other side. And he wants us to get along. Gerald Ford, by the way, of course, buried in Grand Rapids at the Gerald Ford Museum where his legacy is on display. And Bill Maher, you know, I often thought if the pandemic couldn't bring us together, nothing could. And he speculated on Martians, and I totally agree. You know, the old cliche has always been that if Martians attacked, it would be the one thing that brings the whole world together. Now, I don't think it would even bring Americans together. The Martians could blow up the White House like an Independence Day, and half the country would be cheering in the streets. When they said, take us to your leader, we'd start killing each other over who that is. (laughs) Giant robotic tripods could be vaporizing New Jersey, and Republicans would say, this is what happens in Biden's America. (laughs) It never happened when Trump was in office. Democrats would point out how the death lasers were disproportionately affecting low-income communities and people of color, and AOC would tweet, stop demonizing the Martian X community. (laughs) Alex Jones would call it a false flag operation and accuse the people whose heads were melted off of being crisis actors. Marjorie Taylor Greene would criticize the Jews for not using their space lasers on the Martians. <laughs> and Lindsey Graham would volunteer for the anal probe. <laughs> Bill Maher dropped a mic on that one. Change is big. It's solar panels and batteries powering every Michigan business. It's a smart thermostat in every home. And Consumers Energy is making it happen. If you haven't heard... They're working hard to ensure Michiganders have access to sustainable, reliable, affordable energy. And you can learn more at ConsumersEnergy.com slash energy. Michael Patrick Shields with you all across Michigan and beyond, even outer space. Twitter CEO Elon Musk says the social media company's checkmark program may return as early as this Friday with a new procedure to verify identities. Verified checkmarks will be expanded by color with gold for companies, gray for government, and blue for individual accounts. Musk called the manual authentication process painful but necessary. It comes as the company began offering verified checkmarks for an $8 monthly subscription, something that has received criticism in the recent weeks since Musk took over. Some major retailers started rolling with Cyber Monday deals over the weekend. The group includes Amazon, Walmart, and Target. In what's expected to be the biggest online shopping day of the year, Cyber Monday comes just days after Black Friday. Adobe Analytics says a record $9.1 billion was spent online for Black Friday alone. Adobe adds that Cyber Monday is projected to grow more than 5% over last year, with over $11 billion in sales. And Apple reportedly considering buying soccer giant Manchester United. England's The Daily Star reports Apple CEO Tim Cook is weighing a $7 billion bid for the team. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Reporting from Rome this morning, it's Michael Patrick Shields amidst the sea of travelers making their way back from destinations around Michigan and around the world after the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, You know, we are Michigan's big show, but uh, the world is our oyster. And so here in Rome this morning, what are people talking about? Surprisingly, one of the things they are talking about is the soccer match tomorrow in the World Cup. Europe loves the World Cup. And uh, in this case, they love America because America is playing Iran. And there's intense interest in this, needless to say, because of the political tensions between the two countries. And uh, the driver this morning for me uh, said, I hope America beats Iran. 
and uh, I appreciated the sentiment very much, not only from a sporting standpoint, but it's been very sensitive and the tension surrounding the game because of the differences between the two countries adds extra intrigue to the World Cup. So if you're not into soccer, Tuesday is the day that you will be into soccer as America faces Iran. Iran's already tried to get America kicked out of the uh, World Cup because they posted a flag, an Iranian flag, that didn't have the proper symbols on it. And uh, supposedly the team did that to show support for the LGBTQ crowd, which of course doesn't go over big in Iran. Anyway, that's one of the world stories having to do with sports today. The other world story that seems to be of great interest is the uh, uprising in China, uh, Shanghai. In fact, we'll talk to Dan Dunn tomorrow morning on the program from Shanghai, where there are protests going on, which is very, very unusual in repressive China. What are they upset about? They're upset about the severe lockdowns over COVID-19, and they're not having it anymore. So the country where the virus was born, created, however you choose to look at it, uh, has been locking their people down extensively. And uh, they're not having it anymore, so they took to the streets, and they're calling for the resignation of President Xi. And uh, interestingly, politically, why is the West so silent about that? I thought we supported freedom. Well, when it comes to China, there's money involved, so it's interesting to see who stands up politically and who doesn't at a time like this. Anyway, that will be featured tomorrow with Tom Watkins also. Uh, when I return to the microphones in the United States on Michigan's Big Show. Also, uh, there's some talk that Ohio State could still make the final four in college football. Uh, how would you feel about it if the Wolverines beat Purdue this weekend in the Big Ten Championship game and have to play Ohio State again, either in the semifinal or in the final? Would that bother you? NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Some major retailers are already rolling out Cyber Monday deals. That group includes Amazon, Walmart, and Target. In what's expected to be the biggest online shopping day of the year, Cyber Monday comes just days after Black Friday. Adobe Analytics says a record $9.1 billion was spent online for Black Friday alone. Adobe adds that Cyber Monday is projected to grow more than 5% over last year, with over $11 billion in sales. Dr. Anthony Fauci urging officials investigating the origins of COVID-19 in China to keep politics out. It is very clear when people are running their campaigns with an anti-Fauci element to it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Appearing on CBS Face the Nation, the outgoing White House chief medical advisor said that while he's keeping an open mind, there's strong evidence that the virus evolved naturally. He went on to say that open dialogue was crucial since the Chinese government is very suspicious of anyone trying to accuse them of involvement in the global pandemic. Fauci warned that China could quickly halt an investigation in its tracks. A pilot and passenger have been rescued in Maryland after their small plane crashed into a power line tower on Sunday. The plane could be seen stuck in the power lines dangling about 100 feet above the ground. The incident caused widespread power outages for thousands of people in the area. There are still no suspects in the unsolved stabbing deaths of four Idaho college students earlier this month. Trey Thomas reports. While authorities in Moscow continue to ask the public for help, they say they've gotten hundreds of 911 calls. All four students were found dead at a home not far from the University of Idaho. Dozens of local, state, and federal investigators are working the case. 
I'm Trey Thomas. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, continues to rule the box office. The sequel to the 2018 Marvel Comics adaptation earned nearly $46 million in its third weekend in North America's theaters. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Measles is an imminent threat all over the world, a joint CDC and WHO report says, despite the 97% effective vaccine that's been available for decades, many children miss their measles shots during the COVID pandemic, close to 40 million children last year alone. The most common way to end a pregnancy in the U.S. is the abortion pill. Dina Kodiak with more. A new report finds 51% of abortions in 2020 happened using the pill on or before the ninth week of pregnancy. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June, 12 states have outlawed abortion. However, banning the pill has been more difficult because it's become easier to get. Californians earned gold stars for health. Total Shape, an online fitness resource, analyzed data on key health indicators in America. The top three healthiest were California, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Who let the dogs out? Patrick Shields with you, a very pleasant Cyber Monday. Now we've had Black Friday, and now we have Cyber Monday, and you've been shopping all weekend long, and i got to ask you a question. Have you bought anything for your dog? Your dog? Oh, I don't mean something like a pet toy or a chew bone. I mean, if you got yourself some fashions this weekend, shouldn't your dog have some fashions too? I think so, and I'm speaking to you from... Florence, Italy, or Firenze, if you prefer. And I have the man who is the Gucci, the Prada, the Versace. He's the man in the world who is the leading uh, designer of dog fashions. You think Italy would leave out the dogs? No way. Simone Simone Fimoni is the founder and the designer of Emma Firenze, which you can find online at emmafirenze.com, and he designed clothes specifically for your dog. Buongiorno, complimenti. Buongiorno, grazie. Uh, you design for dogs. So is it the size of the dog or the color of the dog when you make custom clothing? Uh, uh, no, no, noi realizziamo, possiamo realizzare tranquillamente ogni tipo di, per ogni tipo di cane, quindi dal più piccolo al più grande. Facendo su misura abbiamo la possibilità appunto di, con le indicazioni delle tre misure di riferimento, quindi la circonferenza del collo, la lunghezza dall'attaccatura del collo all'attaccatura della coda e la circonferenza del torace, possiamo sviluppare un capo sartoriale realizzato su misura appunto per ciascun cane. We do clothes for dogs, we are specialized and we do custom, so we are maybe the only in the world that do custom clothing, so we need just three measurements actually, the circumference of the neck, the circumference of the chest and the length between the neck and the tail. And then we, we make the clothes especially for your dog, which can be huge, uh, you know, a small, uh, a miniature dog, we can do anything. So I guess my question is, when you're designing clothes for a dog, are you pleasing the owner's tastes or are you matching the colors and the style to fit the breed of the dog? Eh, quando, quando disegni vestiti per cani, eh, cioè, diciamo che segui anche quella che è la conformazione del cane dal punto di vista stilistico. 
per la ricerca dei colori, cioè hai un abbinamento specifico fra, la, fra il tipo di vestito e il tipo di cane o, o, o no? Allora, più che tutto un, cerchiamo di offrire una varietà anche di assortimento che, per quello che può essere i colori e materiali in modo tale che possiamo andare incontro a tutte le esigenze, a quello che può essere il manto del cane eccetera. Quindi eh, diciamo è, è molto, la, la nostra scelta, la nostra proposta è molto vasta. Oltre a questo eh, praticamente eh, c'è un aspetto praticamente funzionale, tutti i nostri capi di abbigliamento sono quasi esclusivamente double fast, quindi hanno un lato che può essere in tessuto tipo lana, cashmere o altro, l'altro lato impermeabile, quindi abbiamo due capi di abbigliamento in uno e il, il concetto è molto semplice perché praticamente se usciamo con un capo di c'è il sole usciamo però è freddo vestiamo il cane dal lato in lana o cashmere inizia a piovere basta semplicemente girare il capo e hai un impermeabile quindi eh, la, la, la facilità anche di vestibilità del capo quella è fondamentale quindi abbiamo studiato un design fra le varie nostre proposte che non va a sollecitare troppo il, il cane quindi rimane molto semplice We have a huge variety of textiles from which you know, the client can, can choose. Uh, and so any breed can be sati satisfied from you know, the, this huge variety. Uh, then our, our mm, clothes are all double face, so they adapt to the climate also. It, it's very easy to, to wear. You can just uh, reverse the clothes and have a a side which is maybe warmer, you know, made of cashmere or wool, and the other side which is uh, lighter but is waterproof, so it's also a raincoat. So uh, we don't think of a precise breed. Any breed can be really satisfied, you know, because we have uh, so many different types of, of uh, textiles from which the client can choose on the web uh, that we really can satisfy all the breeds in the world. However, for instance, if you had a Dalmatian with spots, you wouldn't mix stripes with spots, would you? Uh, but, you know, uh, <laughs> it's true. Dice, se, se abbiamo un Dalmato, non metteremo una, delle righe su, su un manto che ha le, le macchie. È molto bello, qua è la riga, è, è molto trendy. Yeah. It, it could be really trendy, you know, the, con, the, contra, the contrast between the stripes and the spot uh, could be perfect. But we leave, you know, the, uh, the client, the final client, uh, the choice, you know. So, uh, of course, if a client comes here with a dog and so we can give him some, some, ad, some advice, but normally, you know, the, the client uh, make the choice directly on the web. No, più che tutto cerchiamo materiale, anche la ricerca dei materiali è una ricerca importante perché sono materiali di altissima qualità però che hanno le caratteristiche anche di adattabilità sul cane quindi devono essere funzionali prima di tutto mm -hmm. e la qualità deve essere al massimo So we, we, we look both to, uh, at the, the quality of the materials but also the functionality so we always think of the health of the dog not only to the aesthetics mm. Are there dog fashion shows? Se ci sono delle... The runway. 
proprio delle passerelle per cani. Allora, adesso allora, ci sono delle cose ma non sono di buon livello, quantomeno in Italia barra Europa. Adesso eh, a gennaio ci sarà il primo, durante Pitti Uomo, all'interno di Pitti Uomo ci sarà anche Pitti Pet, e al quale noi parteciperemo per, eh, con i nostri prodotti. Quindi quella è una vetrina molto importante a livello mondiale, Pitti, perché insomma alla fine... È... Il riferimento della moda. Uh, yeah. In Italy and Europe at the moment there are not uh, you know high level uh, shows for dogs but in um, in January uh, there will be the first edition of Pitti Pet. You know Pitti Uomo is the major is the most important uh, fashion week for menswear in the world probably uh, and there will be the first edition of Pitti Pet in January and we will participate to it as Emma Firenze. Congratulations. Uh, you mentioned, I come from in, in Michigan, in Detroit, where the, the big three automakers are. You're going to be working with car companies or those who outfit vehicles Dice for dog viene, uh, accessories? Dice che viene dal, dal Michigan, certo, dove ci sono produttori di, di automobili. Lavorerai mm -hmm. anche per, per questi produttori di automobili? Eh, non, non, possiamo, non possiamo fare nomi ma i nomi sono molto 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 <ride> alti abbiamo un, un stiamo, stiamo in accordi diciamo con due case automobilistiche una italiana e una inglese di livello molto alto per collaborazioni appunto anche con loro at the moment we can tell you the names but we are collaborating with two Uh, companies, uh, car companies, an Italian one and an English one, very high level, and we will make uh, accessories uh, for dogs related to the travels with uh, luxury cars. Let's say. The world's greatest clothing maker for dogs, and uh, you can find uh, his uh, designs at emmaforens.com. Emmaforens.com. Simone Famoni, Michael Patrick Shields. Grazie mille. Bye bye. Thank bye, grazie. Ciao. Ciao. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more. Giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Well, I'm doing my holiday shopping here at Dusty Cellar, and I run into the very festive Matt Rhodes. Things are looking great here at Dusty Cellar. Thanks, Michael. Looking for a very busy holiday season. We have great wine inventory, our popular gift baskets, which are great for both family and corporate gift giving. I like looking over these gift baskets that are ready to go, and can I order some ahead of time as well? 
Yep, we take orders for gift baskets for local delivery, shipping via UPS, or in-store pickup. You know, gift cards are always a good idea, too, and they can be redeemed in the cellar and in the wine bar and at the tap room, or whatever the person likes. And that's the great thing about a gift card. It's a retail, wine bar, casual fine dining, the tap room, our neighborhood pub. Okay, I just need some gift baskets, a 6 for 66 wine club, and some gift cards for friends and business associates, too. Cheers, Michael Patrick. Happy holidays. Do your shopping at Dusty's Cellar with me. Meet some friends for the holidays, too, and have a little fun while you shop. Maybe a glass of wine for yourself. Grand River, a little east of Meridian Mall, DustyCellar.com. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. There are some flight delays and cancellations this morning as folks head to the airport after the end of a long holiday weekend and the work week begins. Scott Keyes of Scott's Cheap Flight says travelers have been enjoying a lucky streak last week, but that luck finally ran out thanks in large part to Mother Nature. That lucky streak came to an end on Sunday with uh, some pretty severe storms hitting the Northeast. And as a result, you saw over 150 flights canceled, more than 5,000 flights delayed across the country. FlightAware.com is reporting just over two dozen cancellations. Delays, however, are topping 400 so far this morning. Police in DeKalb County, Georgia, are investigating a deadly shooting surrounding a candlelight vigil. A 17-year-old was shot to death while two others were injured Sunday night. And the U.S. is hoping to advance to the round of 16 at the World Cup on Tuesday in Qatar. The U.S. needs to beat Iran in order to get out of the group stage. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. My name is Daniel Mulhall, and I am the ambassador of Ireland to the United States. It is great to have a chance to introduce a program presented by a proud and great Irish-American, Michael Patrick Shields. Over to you, Michael Patrick. Uh, up the Irish and slang a full to you, Ambassador. What an interesting year it's been. Sitting in his residence in Washington, D.C. with Tim McGuire uh, just down the street from the DuPont Circle Hotel was quite a gas. We spent an hour on the couch talking about everything from, oh, uh, Irish politics to Irish culture and so forth. And so it's been an amazing year in that way. And these microphones have traveled all over the place and brought it all to you here in Michigan. And I sure am glad you went along with us. We did that physically, not just virtually. And um, I know right now, if you're driving your kids to school, if you look in the rearview mirror, you'll probably look in the back seat, and you'll see that they are not watching out the window. They are looking into a little window, and it's a smartphone or a tablet or some kind of device, and they are just, you know, buried in a virtual world, right? Michael Dougherty is the founder of the Justice Society, and we are hearing right now that TikTok poses a national security threat, according to the FBI director, and they're very concerned. Thank you for being here, Mr. Dougherty. Welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you? Should we stop our kids from playing or creating or being engaged with TikTok? Well, uh, yes, for the same reason we should stop our kids from living on any social media. TikTok is one step beyond maybe uh, what it's what Ray doesn't say that concerns me. You know, he's saying this because it's Chinese as if 
the Chinese don't have any backdoors to Google or Facebook or, or, or Twitter. Well, not Twitter now, I suppose, I should say. That, that those days are gone. But, but you know, it, it's interesting, his selective perception and his selective target. I mean, I agree with what he says, but I, I think he, he uh, makes it sound like that's the only viable problem where all these companies are taking all of this data information, learning all about you, and twisting and turning and, and molding everything uh, to, to impact 